It's 63 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Former New York State Attorney General Eric Schneiderman should brace himself for more accusers. That's what Robert Boyce, the NYPD's recently retired chief of detectives, told ABC's Up Close and noted... That's what happened during the probe into disgraced movie mogul Harvey Weinstein. Boyce said detectives will try to verify the stories of alleged victims by examining texts, emails, and other evidence trying to determine whether there is a pattern. Schneiderman resigned suddenly within hours of a New Yorker article being released last week in which four ex-girlfriends claimed he slapped, punched, and demeaned them during sex, often after a night of heavy drinking. And he a didn't four- even deny that stuff, right? He He said that he was in a consensual sort of like a dominatrix physical i don't know if he went that far but he did say it was consensual he never did anything that wasn't consensual that's just crazy 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 a four-year-old child is expected to survive after being stabbed four times by his father during a domestic dispute in North for sales over the weekend. Police say 21, 29-year-old Seneca Ashley and a woman were arguing at a home on Lincoln Avenue off Route 30 Friday evening when the man threatened to hurt the child. SWAT teams arrived and forced their way inside when they heard the screams of the child who was stabbed multiple times in the chest. Child was listed in critical but stable condition. Ashley is in the Allegheny County Jail on attempted homicide charges. Eating lots of potatoes will help you lose weight. Researchers at Leeds University in the UK studied about 80 overweight women who went on a 14-week diet. Half of them counted calories. The other half ate foods with low energy density like potatoes, rice, and pasta. Calorie counters lost about 7 pounds on average. Potato eaters lost 13 pounds. Women who ate the low-energy density food said they felt less hungry and had fewer cravings. Researchers say it's because it filled them up quicker, so they have fewer cravings for snacks. Study adds that fresh fruit, vegetables, lean meat, fish, eggs, and beans have a similar effect because they have fewer calories than processed foods. I'm binging potato patch all summer long. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great if that was actually the case? French fries help you lose weight. Yep. Who says love is dead? A new survey found 75% of millennials say that finding love is more important than being wealthy. This despite the fact that 45% of millennials say money is the number one source of stress in their relationships. (laughs) But even though money causes them stress, only 9% of young adults say having money is a top trait they look for in a mate. Look, money can't make you happy. But not having it can make you miserable. Right. We've all uh, had issues with cable companies, but one woman in New Jersey took things a little too far with how she dealt with hers. Police say 59-year-old Elena Gerleman uh, got into a shouting match with a cable worker who was up in the bucket. He was up in the lift. Uh, The woman apparently became so angry she turned off the truck and left him stranded up there in the air. She also reportedly (laughs) took some things from the truck before running away. Officers arrived at the scene and did help the worker get down. They eventually found the woman and arrested her for harassment, false imprisonment, disorderly conduct, and criminal trespass. It's unknown why she was arguing with him. You stay up in that bucket, okay, Rapunzel, (laughs) till you grow your hair out. Disney Marvel's Avengers Infinity War still going strong at the box office. It's this weekend's number one film again. It earned an additional $69 million 
Wow. In its third week of release in North America and is estimated to have brought in a hefty $548 million so far. It's worldwide total, more than $1.5 billion. Some reports are claiming this is now the highest grossing superhero film of all time. Next year, though, will it break the record? <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Avengers 4 uh, expected to come out next year in which they try to settle the score with Thanos. It's going to raise $7 trillion globally. I I mean, a part of me feels left out. The other part of me feels like there's no way I'd be able to catch up and understand what the hell's going on. So why go put myself through three hours of going, who's that? What's that? Who? What, why did you? Why, why, why would they do that? Did you see it, Bill? No. Not yet. Did you? I yeah. told you I'm I'm backlogged. I'm I'm watching oh, the right. other seventeen movies. Up. What'd you think? <laughs> it was really good. It d- d- it does not seem like a two hour and forty minute movie. No, I like, actually I, I want to see it. I don't think I looked at my watch one time. Oh wow. Uh, the new Melissa McCarthy comedy, The Life of the Party, placed a distant second, earning just nineteen million in its first week in theaters. Top five rounded out with Breaking In. Overboard and a Quiet Place. The Rolling Stones are set to release the concert film From the Vault, No Security, San Jose 1999, coming up on July 13th. The latest release from the band's From the Vault series will be available simultaneously on DVD, Blu-ray, a DVD plus two CD package, a three LP set, and a digital download. The 20-song track list opens with Jumpin' Jack Flash and includes Stones classics like Paint It Black, Brown Sugar, Midnight Rambler, and a ton of others. Paul McCartney, again, at the top of the UK Sunday Times annual list of the richest people in, in music. Uh, according to this year's list, the former Beatles' fortune stands at well over a billion dollars and grew by almost $55 million over just the last 12 months. The rest of the top 10 has Andrew Lloyd Webber at number two, followed by U2, Elton John, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards at six, uh, George Harrison's wife Olivia at seven, Ringo Starr at eight, and Sting at 10. Scattered showers and thunderstorms again today. It's pretty much a forecast for like the next eight yeah. days. Temperatures around 80 today. It is 64 at DVE. In a way, it's cool. Like I was taking out my garbage last night and it felt like, you know, you're in the like, it felt like a gorilla could come out of the woods. <laughs> <Right>. I know. <laughs> Into the mist. Seems very, yeah, very rainforesty. Uh, but in another way, it's terrible because it's going to rain all week, <clears throat> and I'm sure that means not a whole lot of sun. It's good to yeah. catch up uh, if you have 17 Marvel movies to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. We're going to be talking with Steve Blass later on this morning, a little buckos with uh, our good friend Steve Blass. Always a pleasure to talk with him. And from the new series Cobra Kai on YouTube Red, <laughs> Brett Ernst. I watched the, a little of this. Yeah. I watched the first episode. It's great. What what character does Brett play? Brett is part of so the whole conceit of the new series. Yeah, is it flips it around, and you are now rooting for Billy Zavka's character Johnny. What? Because he's down on his luck, and it all started because he lost to Daniel Larusa back in the day, and he's still holding the grudge. And guess who is the biggest car dealer in the valley? <laughs> Daniel LaRussa, they kick the competition. <laughs> oh, no. And so. What, did he get uh, willed all Miyagi's cars? <laughs> well, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, what, what ends up happening is Billy Zobka's character, Johnny, becomes kind of the Miyagi. 
and he helps this other kid. But it's all there's all kinds of intertwined. Oh, I like it. There's all oh, it's so good. I saw the trailer. It does look. Really I forgot good. about it this weekend, or I probably would have watched it. So fun. Um, it intertwines all of these different relationships. Brett Ernst, our friend Brett Ernst, is one of the car dealers. Like, uh, or not car dealer, one of the salespeople oh. at Daniel LaRusso's dealership. Perfect. Yeah. So he, he's bo- he's boys with Daniel LaRusso, who are now, I think, the bad guys, or at least they're being positioned that way in the first mm. episode, which is free. So we'll talk with Brett Ernst about that. 9.15 this morning. Very much looking forward. DVE Sports. Suda has your sports right now on the DVE morning show and uh, quite a homecoming there for Kutch, who got the uh, red carpet rolled out for him and the debut of Mason Rudolph. Lots to talk about this morning, Mikey. Yeah, a lot going on. Sports is brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. Let's start with the Pirates who were unable to complete the sweep of the Giants yesterday. 5 nothing San Francisco in the series finale. The Giants salvaged one of three. On the weekend, Devon Nova was cruising, and then he ran into trouble in what became a five-run sixth inning. Nova did not survive that frame. He went five and two-thirds, eight hits, four runs, all of them earned, no walks, and two strikeouts. His record is two and three. His ERA is 5.01. Those are kind of un-Ivan Nova-like numbers, but 22,649 in attendance, the smallest crowd of what was a weekend of big crowds. On the North Shore, and Friday night was the uh, Andrew McCutcheon Love Fest. You were there, right? I was there. I uh, knew it would be. The first ovation went about uh, you know minute thirty plus. Wow! Kind of from the time he the out was recorded and he started walking to the plate to when he was announced and standing O, and then it, about halfway through it, uh, the MVP chant started. <laughs> and when he took his position out in right field on the auxiliary board. They had big thank you uh, and a picture of McCutcheon in his pirate uniform raising his hands. Uh, he got cheered every time he came up. And uh, everybody wound back the clock to 2013, which is fine. Now I hope we're over it. I hope we're past it. And I hope people start watching the Pirates and uh, judging this team on what it is. Well, again, I, I think he probably loved the adulation from the fans and loved the to you know the the reception from the fans. I mean, his wife and kid in attendance. He named his kid Steel for crying out loud, yeah. and uh, you know, so he's got a great deal of affinity for Pittsburgh. But it also had to really chap him that the Pirates organizations were the ones stoking those emotional fires when they were the reason for the split in the first place, unceremoniously yeah. in his eyes, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, he was traded, and they decided, based on their inability to come to terms on him with another contract extension, that either they were cheap or he wanted too much. Either way, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved him. He's playing for the Giants now, and uh, the Pirates have moved forward, as the hockey coach might say. Despite yesterday's loss, 23-17 and 17 through 40 games. Half game behind Milwaukee for first place in the NL Central. And 40 games, uh, not an insignificant amount of time in a baseball season. That's just under a quarter of the way through now. And they're 23-17. and 17. Yeah. They, haven't, they haven't been that through 40 games since 2013 when Andrew McCutcheon was your National League MVP and when the Pirates made the playoffs. The last time they were better 
And then 23 and 17 through 40 games was 1992, and they were 24 and 16. They're hitting the ball, and sometimes they're pitching it pretty well. Yeah, they're ripping the ball. Well, the division's uh, pretty tight right now. But it's a manageable tight. It's, yeah. not, it's not Yankees Red Sox tight. Right. Where neither one of them seem to ever lose. It's... <laughs> no, they're all playing decent baseball. Yeah. So far, they look like they don't stink, and the division doesn't look like anybody's going to run away and hide so far. Uh, off day today, and then the White Sox come to town. White oh, so- goody. <laughs> White Sox beat the Cubs yesterday, so maybe they got their win for the week out of the way. Trevor Williams will get the ball on Tuesday, and Jamison Tyone is still scheduled to be your starter on Wednesday. He had to leave Friday night with the lacerated finger. He was dominating Friday night through three innings, and then couldn't pitch anymore. But it was—I went down Friday night. It was uh, really interesting. Before the game, the the streets were alive. There was uh, a vibe and energy. People mm-hmm. were excited to go to the game. It was almost filled up. Thirty-four thousand plus, and uh, all kind of McCutcheon jerseys. Both uh, of your Pirates variety and some people with McCutcheon San Francisco jerseys. This was a big weekend for the Pirates. They got exceptionally lucky that they were playing well and McCutcheon wasn't tearing it up. Because can you imagine what the scene would have been like had the Pirates been, say, 10 and 27 and McCutcheon had been hitting 350 instead of 250? Yeah. They wouldn't have been coming with McCutcheon jerseys they'd have been coming with pitchforks and uh more than likely torches. yeah yeah might have got ugly so the Pirates survived this um now maybe everybody can turn a page I love maybe Tyone not. Tyone was basically saying this this might be better than my debut just to see an ovation like that he steps off the mound lets it all happen and then just throws six straight fastballs yeah <laughs> I got a little tear. It was, it was memory lane for me because that game Friday night, I saw not only Andrew McCutcheon take a called third strike, but I saw Tony Watson come in and give up a late game dinger to a nobody. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, man. Just like old times. Just like Memories. Old times. <laughs> like the corners of my mind. Steelers had some things to do over the weekend as well. It was rookie minicamp, which is. Uh, not all that noteworthy for anything other than this. It is the uh, official on-field start to the 2018 season, and it's the official on-field start for some guys who are uh, seeking to have careers as Steelers. Here's Mike Tomlin. You know, it's just part of the process. Um, I, I think that, you know, your career has to start somewhere. So whether it's, you know, 2018 or, you know, 19. 19- 98, you know, um, this weekend is an important step in the process for everyone that has played NFL football. A couple of uh, developments worth talking about this hour. Uh, Mason Rudolph said that Ben Roethlisberger texted him and wished him good luck, and that seems like it's going to be fine, at least on Rudolph's end. There has been communication. Oh, good. He texted him. And uh, the two safeties that they drafted, uh, Terrell Edmonds, number one pick out of Virginia Tech, and Marcus Allen, fifth rounder out of Penn State. Mike Tomlin saw what he wanted to see from those guys, mostly because he heard what he wanted to hear. 
You know, the way that you stand out at this juncture is just simply communicating or willingness to communicate. I like to hear uh, a lot of pre-snap chatter. Both guys are providing that. Uh, it shows you a lot of things. It shows you that they're, they're into it. They're situationally aware. Um, the safety is a communicating position, so that's a job requirement. It also shows that they're capable of learning things that we're presenting to them in the classroom and taking it out to the field. So less evaluation in terms of what they're doing physically. I like what I'm hearing from them prior to the ball being snapped. It's an indication of it's been a good weekend for them. Sean Davis texted both of them, and not to wish them well, just he doesn't have anybody else to text. <laughs> they emptied out the safeties. He said, hey, what are we doing that third down package you get? You guys are doing it. I forget. Guys? Where's the part where I just run around and be lost? Get to do whatever I want. <laughs> you guys want to go to the mall later? Capitals beat the Lightning again last night, 6-2. Uh, uh, Caps here. In game two of the Eastern Conference Final, Washington trailed 2-1 to one after one period of play. A couple of questionable penalties called on Washington, a couple of power play goals. Washington did not blink. Caps stormed back with uh, three in the second and two more in the third, including Alex Ovechkin's 10th of the postseason. Even strength, it, they were just dominating the Bolts. Well, and dominating the, them. And the Lightning are doing the same thing the Penguins tried to do in game six. The Caps are setting up in that 1-1-3 and clogging the hell out of the neutral zone, and they're trying to skate and pass through it. They're, they are reluctant to dump the puck and go go play the pound the D game and the four-check game. I don't understand it. It ain't going to work. It didn't work for the Penguins. It's not working for Tampa. Uh, interesting historical perspective on that Caps 2-0 lead. Washington is 0-2 all-time. When winning games one and two as visitors. That's uh, such a great they lost stat. The, they lost to the Pens in 1996 and the Lightning in 2003. So it's not over, but it is looking very... Uh, well, not without precedent in Tampa, too. So that's uh, got to give them yeah. a little bit of encouragement. And the Caps were on the other side of that in round one, and they stormed back to beat Columbus. So everybody knows uh, still two more games to win. But Washington looks great. Uh, Vegas uh, and Winnipeg tonight. Uh, that's one nothing Winnipeg. After a 4-2 victory in Game 1 on Saturday night at the World Championship Tournament in Denmark, Team USA beat Norway 9-3 and welcomed uh, Nick Bonino to the lineup. You bet you think the Penguins played too much hockey over the last couple of years. Nick Bonino got eliminated with Nashville last week, jumped on a plane, went halfway around the world so he could play some more hockey. Because he's a hockey player. That's what hockey players do. They play hockey. And Benino had two assists for uh, Team USA, which won for the sixth time in six tries at the World Championship. One game in the preliminary round left. That's against Finland tomorrow at 6.15 our time, and that's going to decide the Group B championship heading into the qualification or the uh, playoff round. Good deal. Got on a plane, went to Denmark. Yeah, well, you know, he oh. liked... Can't play for Nashville anymore? Where can I play a game? You know, just because uh, some of our guys didn't go play there doesn't mean they're not hockey players. Um, uh, that, that wasn't the uh, inference. The, the inference was the Penguins did not lose because they were too tired because they played so many games the last couple of years. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, hey, guys are free. You know, some guys have injuries. Some guys have had enough. You're free to play or not play, particularly here in America, which is supposed to be a free country. It's supposed to be. Mal's got news coming up top of the hour. Malkin may have had a harder time convincing Team Russia that he couldn't play. Yeah, that... Because they usually count on Ovi coming at this time of the tournament. He's still playing. 
Dennis is in trouble. I'm Den- his brother, yeah. I'm suspicious of Ovechkin still playing. Russia had something to do with this. They're Icarus. meddling in our NHL playoffs. Pat, what do you got? Do you and your spouse sleep in se- separate rooms? Uh, Rob Lowe recently admitted he does. So we'll talk about that and some stats about that. And also, how did uh, Pittsburgh's own Gabby Barrett do last night on American Idol? Steve Blast joins us at 8.15 to talk Buckos. And also, we'll talk about the new Cobra Kai series, the reboot of Karate Kid on YouTube Red, which is basically just like a new platform for streaming. And it is, uh, it's a show from the perspective, from what I can tell, you're rooting for Johnny this time against Daniel LaRussa. I think that's how it's playing out. I don't know. Everybody's saying sweep the leg. Yeah. It's the first episode was really fun to watch. I got to tell you, I know that like these reboots get tiresome, but uh, living nostalgically through this character was pretty fun to do. So Brett Ernst from that show will be joining us at 915. Uh, our buddy comedian Brett Ernst, former member uh, or participant rather of the DVE Comedy Fest. Don't forget DVE Comedy Fest loaded show stage. Is going to take place 1130 after the main stage show on June 29th. Get your tickets at DVE.com. More info available there for the full lineup of Loaded Show uh, Comedians. That sold out. Well, not sold out. It sold half the tickets, basically, of the room within like an hour. So if you're planning on going to that and hoping that some of the headliners will pop over to the uh, second stage, which they've done in the past, you better hurry up and get your tickets now at DVE.com. It's Randy Bauman and the DBE Morning Show. Bill Crawford and Val Porter are here. I uh, I drove up to Erie for Mother's Day on Saturday. And I was just telling these guys off air that I uh, was uh, you know enjoying a cup of coffee in my front yard, basically. Yeah, nice on the brother. patio, sitting on the stoop. Saturday morning ish, late morning. I'm like, all right, I gotta go up there. What's the weather up there? I better check, just in case it's raining. It was 83 degrees in Pittsburgh at the time. It was 44 degrees in Erie. <laughs> that is, that's raining. unacceptable. At the same time, <laughs> it was 40 degrees colder, 115 miles away. Oh, yeah. What in the hell? Well, the temperature really dropped here late Saturday afternoon Yeah, when the storm went through. But yeah. not to 40. <laughs> no, it went down to like 65. And I just drove in that storm. All the way up there. It was just miserable. But you know what? It was worth it for my ma. Mother says I better sit up straight. You're going to get curvature of the spine like your Uncle Lou. Don't slouch. Mother tells me not to make that face. If you keep making that face, you're going to freeze like that. drives to all the games get your ass in the car i had to pick up your sister at soccer after i drop you off the karate mother told me to eat all i took there's kids starving in africa that love them brussels sprouts ancients pay no attention to that sally struthers commercial mother made it clear she wasn't my cook oh you don't like brussels sprouts well feel free to order off the menu we have like it or lump it 
mother always spit on tissues to clean my face. Come here, your face is filthy. Let me get that crud off it. It's a messy place. What the hell happened in here? What if company comes over? Hush now, baby, baby, don't you cry. If you're gonna cry, I'm gonna give you something to cry about. Mama's gonna be your alarm clock for you. Get out of bed! Mama will be your doctor too. Put fix on your chest. Mama's gonna in your underwear, I'm gonna die. Yeah, Cindy Hazlitt there is the mom. Everybody <laughs> thinks it's Val. That's our friend Cindy, who uh, who worked here back when I did that one. Long time ago. Yeah. Wonderful accent. Uh, yes, a perfect Pittsburgh mom. <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, hopefully you guys had good ones too. We'll get into it a little bit more here. And, uh, you know, I'm sure yours was a pretty crazy day, Bill, with, uh, uh, you know, all the moms in your orbit. Oh, yeah. And the brood of children running around. My uh, stay in Erie was filled with people telling me, because I was just, I, you know, I went up Saturday night and came back, you know, late afternoon yesterday, and everyone's like, did you watch Evil Genius yet? Did you watch Evil Genius? Which is the new Netflix documentary about the pizza bomber up in Erie that happened back in, what was it, 2003? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I hadn't watched it, but when I got home, I just put it on and I couldn't shut it off. Oh, so good. I can't it, believe it's only four episodes. Yes, and they're all like 40 minutes or yeah. some 42 it's minutes or whatever. Watch. I wanted more. It looks like it's like built for to be replayed on TV at another time. Like they use TV times. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. You know to what allow mean? for commercials. Yeah, that's like an Although hour of television. For yeah, oh. some of the stuff Regular they show. Television. Like we had, to, we had to stop it or look away. I mean, some of the stuff is pretty graphic. Yeah, there's like Val said. But we're going to get into that a little bit more. We're uh, hopefully going to have the FBI agent Jerry Clark on the show this week, who is uh, cool. a part of that if you watched it. But at 745, we're going to tell you why you should be watching Evil Genius, because this documentary is captivating. It might be better than Making a Murderer. Ooh. Making a murderer, That's it gets tough. bogged down with a lot of uncertainty. This feels like you're you're really driving towards a conclusion the whole time. I mean, it is probably half as long. Yeah. Well, the other difference is is that there are basically two people who are like suspects in making a murderer of any real in depth look. Yeah. You know, you know, you don't get a there's there's a passing mention here or there. Here there are a group of co conspirators who you're like, okay. 
All right. And who's telling the truth? Right. right. Oh. Ma- I mean, it's Who really in this intriguing. motley crew can you believe? So good. Steve Blast talking Pirates 815. Val has news when we come back. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about Gabby Barrett on American Idol. How did she do last night? We're also going to talk about do you sleep in a separate room from your spouse? Because Rob Lowe confessed last week that he does that. He confessed. And everybody was like, what? Hmm. Was so he the- coerced? Yeah. Well, ever since, uh, you know, the Democratic National Convention in 1994. <laughs> Seems to have recovered. From yeah. That. Yeah. How about that? Nothing. Nothing ever got regurgitated for him uh, on nope. that one. huh? Uh, all right. Brett Ernst also, comedian Brett Ernst, 915, talks about co-starring in the uh, new series Cobra Kai on YouTube, Rick. I'm definitely like my mom with my kids. Yeah. I say, because my mom, I, I've told you guys this before, my mom's favorite thing to say was, life as you knew it is over. <laughs> my life as I knew it was always over. And, and she used to say this other thing to me that I say all the time to my kids. If you behave like this, it's not going to go well for you. <laughs> it's not going to be a good day. You want to do, you want to act like this? It's not going to go well. I like it. I like it. You're like, I mean, basically talk like a, like a mafia dog. Yeah. You do this to me. You show me this disrespect. You will pay. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Bill Crawford, Val Porter, and, you know, Mother's Day uh, yesterday, and uh, I, I was up in Erie celebrating mm-hmm. with, uh, with my family. How's mom? My mom's doing yeah, good. How, how's mom? It's good. She's still Dude. not listening to the show? Now she tries, and I tell her I hate when she does because she hates it. She didn't. She hadn't listened to the show for twenty years, like me on the radio since I was like in my twenties. When I started in Erie, she would listen, and it would make her upset. And I would say, "Stop." Yes. Just stop listening. You have to. And we're going to get along a lot better. Right. So she You'll stopped be less for years and years and years and years. And then great. we started streaming on the internet. So she got, you know, curious and tuned in. Check it out. And. She was immediately bothered and stopped listening. (laughs) (laughs) And then she got that damn Alexa where you can just say, Alexa, turn on 102.5 WDVE. On iHeart. On iHeart. And it will do it. And so she does that and listens. And now I get text messages criticizing (laughs) stuff that I say. So I told her she has to stop or it was not going to go well for us. Just you or does she hate us too? No, yeah, she, we, uh, we no, you're not her kids. You're not embarrassing her. I'm embarrassing her nonstop. And I want to be like, well, you know, go pay for your own phone then. How do you like that? <laughs> Thank God that wasn't around when my parents were still alive. Uh, yeah, right. Oof. Uh, oh, no, I know. Your mom and my mom are a lot alike in yeah. that regard. Like, because when you said your mom said to you, that's nice talk you got, that's how my mom feels. <laughs> and I don't blame her. I, You know, that's yes, a mom thing. It's not for moms. It's not for moms, which is what my mom said the one yeah. time. See, which now, was, it's my, not for moms. My mom goes the other way, though. She loves the show so much that anytime we're out, we'll just be ordering food. And she'll be like, now I got a question for you. What radio station do you listen to? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm under the table. I'm picking gum from underneath the seat. I'm so uncomfortable. Dude, my dad does that. When I'm not around, I get pictures from people who are like, hey, I was at a casino. And there I met your dad. I'm like, how did my name come up? (laughs) Why, Why was that a part of anything? I told him I drove through Pittsburgh on the way there. And he's like, really? So, you know, that's, you know, my dad is the polar opposite of my mom in that regard. But I went and had brunch with her uh, yesterday, right at the, in the heart of all the stuff of 
Evil Genius, the documentary on Netflix, which I highly recommend. Did you watch it while Nobody you were there? Nobody had a collar bomb on, did they? No, but when I was there, everybody was talking about it. They're like, have you seen Evil Genius? Because I think, like, I th- I'm pretty sure they let kids off school early on Friday in Erie so that to they could all go home Evil and watch Genius. Evil Genius <laughs> when it dropped on Netflix because everybody watched it. And, and they- I bet so those good. kids probably had no idea. I mean, it was, well, 15 years ago. Yeah, I wasn't aware of it. I was telling you guys off air. I was in college at the time Mm -hmm. up in Boston. Just we didn't even have cable TV. Yeah. So it was a big phenomenon. No doubt about it. The pizza bomber, as it was known, they called and ordered a pizza. The guy showed up. They put a a collar bomb on him and told him he had to finish all of this scavenger scavenger hunt hunt stuff in order to save his own life. And that included robbing a bank. Uh, But it is. Quite involved, and law enforcement, of course, uh, indicted the guy who ended up dying as a co-conspirator. Evil Gene is a perfect name for the Yeah, it show. really is. She, Marjorie Deal Armstrong reminds me, uh, if Donald Trump had just gone, it wasn't born to a rich family, he would have been like her. She, she, she acts exactly like him. It's I've, insane, the parallels. I only watched the first two episodes. I would have watched more if it wasn't so late, but do they determine who made the collar bomb? You have to watch. Yeah, you have to watch. I can't. Can't we can't. You spoil can't. It. You don't have to tell me who. Just tell me a yes or no. No, we'll talk more about it later. But look, okay. I, the uh, I wasn't expecting a Spider-Man cameo though, and I will ruin that for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whoever built that thing, pretty smart. No, I know, pretty smart. So I go and have uh, brunch with my mom yesterday, and my brother's wife, and her her sister, and her mom. You know, they're all moms, mm-hmm. and uh, we're having a nice. Uh, we got a nice group of moms there. And we went out for uh, a big old uh, brunch. Now, did you make the reservation seven months ago? No, but we got, it ended up getting, you know, we were late. We had to, not, we weren't no. late for the reservation. We got a late reservation, as, oh. you know, because we made it like, you know, Friday. Thursday or something. But it, there must have been like 500 people at this brunch that we were at. And they had a band playing. Mm-hmm. And God bless this group of musicians who were just about dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right before you die, that's about where they were in life. <laughs> One foot in. And are we playing our own funerals, some guys? Of the, a, a couple of them appeared to have just learned how to play. <laughs> and good for them for picking well, up a hobby yeah. late in life. But I mean, just butchering renditions of every classic song. <laughs> and it was you could not not pay attention to it. And my sister-in-law's mom was laughing so hard at everything. She's like, she couldn't eat anything. She's just laughing. Like, tears are coming down from her eyes. She's like, are you listening to this? I'm like, it's the only thing I can pay attention to. I don't think it, they're supposed to be that noticeable. Because we did that one year. We went to, like, my dad was like, I got a great idea. Let's go to a jazz brunch in the basement of a Ramada. And we are like, okay, Dad. And there was a band up there. And we were just like, oh, God, this is uncomfortable. But then we just stopped paying attention to them because it was really just like background noise. live music, right. pretty much. Yeah, this was so bad. <laughs> I, 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 it was just terrible. And I couldn't stop laughing at it. And the other thing was, because we went late, the buffet, it looked like the Tasmanian devil ran through it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it had been picked apart to to the degree that you're like, was there, is there anything coming back here? Or did you guys give up on this was, area? What was this bowl filled with <laughs> when there was food in just here? Just some juice in there right I'm now. Like, <laughs> I asked somebody, I'm like, is there bacon? And the guy's like, there was. <laughs> and I'm like, so is there going to be more? And he's like, Wah. 
And so he got a late reservation and a late reservation. Well, because I think you could make reservations till three, and we had a one o'clock reservation, and there was oh, just well, that's it was not, whoa. Uh, they, it's like they, right in the middle. They just did gangbusters, and I think that the staff was overwhelmed, and they all wanted to like murder the band, and it was just everybody had had enough. So it was actually kind of funny. And then I was like, my mom's like, oh, they have cake. There's a there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a big area where there's there's desserts and yeah. stuff, and I'm like. Great. You want a piece of cake? I'll go get some cake. So I go up there, and it looked like a car ran into the cake area. <laughs> there was just cake was split. looked like a horrible cake and car accident happened. Incident. And it was just all over the walls and all over the oh, table. Wow. And I'm like, I don't. I got a clump of something here, Mom. I, I don't know what God. this is. Some kids went through there and just. Brian were, Wells ran through there. Yeah, exactly. They put a collar bomb on the chocolate cake, <laughs> and then it exploded. But it was, I mean, I had a, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun, like hanging out and laughing and all that stuff. But I always, I, you know, she doesn't care. I'm like, she's happy to be with her yeah, children. She always right. says that, you know, mm-hmm. that's all she wants. But I'm like, also you, you you'd like some, the food that a not nice meal. Terrible. Yeah. I, I get it. She never complains until she complains. <laughs> all she ever wants is, you know, I just want to be with you kids. And then <laughs> like, it'll come around. She'll be like, the chicken is not very good. <laughs> Like, See, like, you could have gotten an earlier reservation. Right, yeah. <laughs> mom will say that. Next time mom wants to go to mass early. <laughs> and then we'll go. Oh, and my, and my mom was defending the priest that forgot her sister's name at the funeral, which I won't do. I'm like, mom, why aren't you pissed at that priest who forgot your sister's name at her own funeral? She goes, you know, he's new. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, no, we don't defend him. He had one job. I'm like, mom, it's her funeral. I'm like, if you screw up at a wedding, those people have plenty of other masses. Right. This is it for her. Get it right, write it on your hand. She's like, well, he's a new one. You have to give him time. I'm like, no, no. You have to give him time. I do no, not. That time is up. What'd you do with your mom? Uh, or your you, mom's? We Well, yeah, we got we got together. We actually, all the guys cooked uh, all the, the women, all the mothers uh, brunch. So I, I decided, like, we all split it up. What'd you make? We were all like, all right, what are we going to do here? And, ever, and, and I said, let's keep this simple because my dad started texting us. He's like... I heard those uh, those bags of salad are pretty good. I'm like, okay, listen, just skip the romaine. Every man, just ask your wife, like, what would you like for breakfast, right. and then bring that, and we'll make it. You know, we'll text each other to make sure nobody overlaps. Mm-hmm. So I decide, okay, I'm gonna bring donuts. And I'm going to go to Better Made Donuts because Rick Seaback brought them in one morning and they were yes. legitimately the best donuts I've ever Wh- had. Where were those from? Those were incredible. Yeah. They were they're from, I guess it's like the West End area. I don't know if it's and Sheraton it's ca- or- And it's called Better Made Donuts? Better Made okay. Donuts. Okay. So so Serena checks the day before uh, and they're opening at 7 a.m. So I'm like, all right, set the alarm for 6 a.m. Get over there at like 6.45, and I'm like, I'm killing it. I'm here 15 minutes early. There's seven cars lined up. <laughs> it's raining, and so I get behind oh, the seventh I know this car. Place. Okay, yes. It's on Steuben yeah, there, Street. A car hit it one time. Yes. Yes. It's okay. like a little pink building on a hill, and somebody ran a car through right. it. Yeah, and then they point. went up to Erie and hit my cake table. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Might be the same culprit. Right. And... Um, and so I'm sitting there, it's it's raining, and then one, I'm like thinking it's the honor system where like each car- You're in line. Yeah. Well, no, that, that wasn't the case. As soon as, as soon as one person gets out, everybody starts running out. And then I'm like, I'm, I hold my place, I'm like sixth, 
And six uh, isn't bad. I mean, like, he, no, it's not like they're run out of donuts. Well, they do run out of donuts. Not at the sixth person. Yeah, but that's the thing is you don't know what people are ordering. They make whatever they make, and then once they're sold out, they're done. First guy might get seven dozen. Right. I don't know what everybody's ordering. So we sit there in the rain for like 25 minutes. A couple people bail. I'm like, you guys are idiots. What are you leaving now for? Right. You're already invested. I look behind you me. A, you had an umbrella? No. Oh, yeah. Just sitting no. in the rain. Just sitting in the rain. Dude, this is straight MacArthur's I'm park. like earning it, right? So they opened the doors. I swear to God, I've never, the, the rush that came over me, I'm like, I'm going to get these donuts. These donuts are amazing. <laughs> it smells awesome. This woman, this older woman was so classic Pittsburgh. She goes, Okay, who needs donut holes? Like, she's <laughs> operating separate from that's the her, line. She's going down the line now. That's, that's her, her only that's job. That's her job. Right. Who needs donut holes? She's on hole duty. She goes to this one dude, this this black guy, and she's like, "Hun, you need donut holes? He's like, I called in the order. She's like, Hun, what? I can't understand what she's saying. Do you want donut holes? He's like, I got the order for Diane. She's like, I don't know what you're saying, hon. <laughs> Do you want donut holes? Yes. You know what? You're you're done. Who else needs donut <laughs> holes? You're done. And then the, the, she, she her, soup Nazi them. Her, her granddaughter goes, Graham. She said he, he said he ordered. They called in an order. She goes, Okay. I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to build a donut <laughs> hole. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she's going down the line, and I'm just like, I, I'm like, Oh God, I got to get two. Three, four dozen. I don't know what to get. I got two dozen, just variety. A, yeah, when you a, panic, you go in there, you're like, give me it all. Yeah, like a bunch, you know, a couple, couple singles, and I get out of there, and it was just, I mean, the donuts are just so it? damn good. But yeah, it was my heart's pounding. Yeah, like so I just stressful. was in on a Black <laughs> Friday sale or something. So stressful. Oh, and we get over there, and like you know, everybody brought something different. My brother showed up. He see he he's the one that messed up because he showed up late to the Brugers on Green Tree. Oh, dude, that Brugers is so jammed. Let me guess which what what do they have left? Pumpernickel? They had nothing. Like they had pretty much. So he's like, okay, let me get six plane. They're like, we don't. We have we have half a plane. <laughs> like how is that even possible? How do you have half a half a bagel? And it's he goes, the underside uh, of one. Too. He goes, uh, can I get a box of coffee? He's like. Listen, you got to call that in beforehand <laughs> if you want a whole box of coffee. And my brother's like, yeah, that's not doing us any good now. Right, yeah. And so he showed up angry. Um, <laughs> my dad brought a bag of salad. And yeah, then, there you go. Some donut holes, some salad. And half bagel. A, half a half bagel. A, no, and then, and then we had the breakfast meats. Like He also brought sausage patties and, nice. and turkey bacon, and, and we made um, veggie omelets for the women. And, how lovely that is. And we had supervisors like, you know, Serena and a couple other of the, the women were like telling us what to do because my sister is cracking up. Her her husband was like, okay, listen, this is your day. Now, I just want to ask you, where are the skillets? <laughs> <She's> <laughs> yeah. like, they're in the drawer there. And I'm like, okay, um, how do you cook the bacon? She's like, well, you just take scissors, cut the pack open. He's like, okay. And where are the scissors? Like, we <laughs> yeah. knew nothing. Well, I want to help. I just am helpless. <laughs> Where'd well, you guys We got it doing? done, and it was, nice. it was uh, nice. We took my mother-in-law to Pamela's in Mount Lebanon. Oh, right. yeah, Beautiful. dude. Same thing. We, got, we knew there, there would be a line. We were first in line. 
at like 10 to 8. Whoa. By the time they opened the door, there were like 50 people in oh, that, What a good feeling to be the first Beautiful. one in line for that, to just go in and not stress. When you're at the back of the line, you're making the whole time you're going, should we leave? Yeah. You're not even confident yep. you're going to make it in. You're going, should we do something else? And the Are weather we doing was the wrong thing? awful. Yeah. So Terrible. Wait, where's Pamela's in Mount Lebanon? Up on like where Bower Washington Hill comes Road? up. Like right next to St. Bernard's. Yeah. Oh. Right next to the church there. Like literally, yeah. you could share. They, I think they share parking lots. Next yeah. to that uh, CrossFit. Oh, yeah. Didn't you work out up there a couple times? Mm, Mecca? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where that is. By the cemetery? Okay. Here's my one complaint nice. about about the, the big buffets, and then I'll, I'll put it to bed. The omelet station, mm-hmm. it should be very uncomplicated, right? Hey, I'd like an omelet. This mm-hmm. is what I'd like in it. Yeah. Yesterday, the omelet station at this place, they're like, you got to go fill out a card. <laughs> It's on your table. I'm like, yeah, but I just want like, what if I just want spinach and tomatoes in an omelet? And the guy's like, got to go fill out the card. I'm like, now it's like a bank loan. I got to go for a review of whether or not I'm going to get the omelet or not. I'm sorry. You're just not approved for the omelet. (laughs) Just make the omelet. I'm right here. There's nobody in line. Yeah. Otherwise, it was a great Mother's Day. Good. I don't know. Lots of laughing. Mom said good days. Yeah. All you have to do is get one cocktail in her, and then everything's fine. That's good. Yeah. What about two? Oh, then everything's, for her, it's really fine. Then she just laughs uncontrollably and snorts. <laughs> My mom hits a certain point in every get-together where she has her coat on, her to-go mug, and she's just, she's ready. Like, we done now? I love you guys so much, but I want to go lay down. <laughs> And then her and my sister start fighting. <laughs> Mom, why'd you even come? <laughs> oh, real nice. It's never enough, is it? I spent all damn day here. Mom, you've been here since 11. It's two. So it's all day. <laughs> I kiddingly, later in the day, told my dad, like, you know, you should send her a Mother's Day card. Oh, wow. That was a bad idea. I was like joking around. He's like, how was the brunch with your mom? I go, it's great. You know, you should send her a Mother's Day card. After all, she gave you six kids. And he goes. You want to know why I don't? And I'm like, no, <laughs> oh, no. I really don't. I, I was just, I just, it was a passing, con- I was just busting your, never mind. Well, fill out this, at least fill out this <laughs> omelet card. And I'll give next it to you. I'll tell everything. you what, next time I'm going with pre-approved omelet cards <laughs> so that I can just walk in and hand it to the guy. Save I mean, I'm going to think it out the night yep. before. They should at least make it available online so I can pre-register. Mm-hmm. Pre-register for an omelet. Kutch was back in town this weekend. Steve Blast is going to join us at 8.15 to talk about that. The new series Cobra Kai about Daniel LaRusso all grown up and what has become of Johnny. Well, how about they flip the switches and uh, the tables there and it looks like uh, you're going to be rooting for Johnny in this one. I I watched the first episode and I saw our friend Brett Ernst in it and uh, he's going to join us at 9.15 to talk about that new series. it, it, It was a lot of fun to watch. I mean... You know, overflowing, oozing with nostalgia. And uh, Val, it's great. Like, he spends his days because uh, he, he's kind of a loser. And it's, like, mm-hmm. all about him, like, his redemption now because he's an adult loser after having gotten crane kicked. Mm-hmm. And he's all pissed because it was an illegal kick. <laughs> it's an illegal kick, by it's the an way. illegal kick. Why'd they allow that? Uh, and he spends his days watching 80s movies and listening to 80s music. Nice. Yeah. So he's, like, watching Iron Eagle at home drinking Coors Lights. <laughs> Just lamenting the fact that Daniel LaRusso kicked his ass back in the day. So Brett Ernst stars in that now. We'll talk with him at 9.15 about uh, Cobra Kai, the series. Mike's got sports now. 
DVE Sports. Well, Mike Pursuit is here with your sports, and it's a pretty busy weekend in Pittsburgh. Kutch gets welcomed back to PNC Park. We got the first look at Mason Rudolph and the Rooks at minicamp, and you were all over the place. Oh, a fun weekend, and uh, some hockey on TV around that, both uh, from Denmark and in the conference finals in the National Hockey League. Sports this hour brought to you by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. The Pirates lost to the Giants 5 to nothing yesterday. They took... Two out of three on the weekend, but the weekend belonged first and foremost to Andrew McCutcheon, who made a triumphant return to PNC Park. It was uh, one ovation after another, beginning with McCutcheon's first at bat on Friday night. Second, right fielder, number 22, Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah. Oh, man. That started. It went on for about another 30 seconds wow. after that. The, the first part of that was the highlights on the scoreboard mm-hmm. as he was coming up. And then uh, hats off to Francisco Cervelli, who just walked out a couple feet in front of the plate and turned his back to the pitcher's mound. Like, no, we're not playing for a while. This is going to play out. And uh, that happened multiple times on the weekend. Uh, they love you in this town if you win an MVP and your name ain't Barry Bonds. <laughs> Well, no matter who you're playing but for. You, yeah, and you go to the Giants. <laughs> the, the, you know, there's plenty of reasons why everybody loves Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, Garrett Cole was the bigger loss to the club, I think. Yes. But he's not getting that reception when he comes here. I don't think he will. Andrew McCutcheon was the face of the reboot of the Pirates and the first time that we were able to achieve postseason success. The, the Moses that brought them out of the 20 years of uh, lost in the yes. desert. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think uh, Clint Hurdle's uh, face and, uh, you know, uh, maybe one or two others would be granted the same sort of love from the pirate faithful. Yeah. He didn't do it himself, but somebody's got to lead it, and he was the guy that... Yes. He parted the Red Machine Sea. But it is a little disingenuous that the organization is like, let's celebrate Andrew McCutcheon. Like, well, you could have really celebrated him. We traded. <laughs> you could have yeah. kept him. Well, give them what they want, right? No, I look, that's sure. what has to happen. But it had to make his blood boil a little bit. I'm sure that all he thought about was the fans, and he was so yeah. glad to be back there with them. But, you know, yeah, like, he no. had to be taken off his cleats later in the night going, you'll send them. I didn't, I didn't sneak out of Baltimore like the Colts. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. They traded me. Yeah. I mean, he said, here's a one way to San Francisco. Thanks for the memories. That notwithstanding, it was a great uh, opportunity for the fans to say thanks to Kutch. And uh, no. when stuff like that happens in sports, it generally sends chills down my spine. And I try not to let the cynicism seep in. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really good point. You, sometimes you got to appreciate this stuff. And that was special. Yeah, yeah that was an awesome moment. And I'm, I'm glad for the Pirates' sake that they were doing well when the Giants got here. And I'm glad they took two out of three. I think they have a decent team. 
Uh, they're twenty three and seventeen. They're half game. Out you think of the Buccos have a decent yes. team? Yeah, okay. Um, I didn't think they were going to have a decent team at the start of the year. Quarter of the way through, just yeah, just shy of that, and uh, they're worth going to see. I think. Uh, I didn't think they're they'd be getting the hitting that they're getting. Nor did I. Um, and the power they're smacking it out of the park. McCutcheon, for his part, uh, on the weekend was four for fourteen. He scored a couple runs, struck out four times, left nine on base, and didn't have a ribby. <laughs> Pretty average. He also had an outfield assist uh, throughout Colin Moran at home playing on Friday night, which I thought he was safe, and they replay reviewed it, and I still thought he was safe, and they called him out anyway. But so be it. Off today, and the woefully inept Chicago White Sox come to town for the first of two on Tuesday. The Steelers uh, got their rookie mini camp in the books over the weekend, and one of the developments that everybody's been talking about is. Uh, Mason Rudolph, the third-round quarterback from Oklahoma State, has finally heard from Ben Roethlisberger, the incumbent starter with the Steelers. He just reached out and said, "Hey, you know, looking forward to meeting you. Good luck at rookie minicamp." And and uh, you know, I just said, "Hey, thanks. Looking forward to meeting you." It wasn't, wasn't a whole lot, but you know, definitely meant a lot to me that he reached out. And maybe everybody can sleep at night now. Uh, Rudolph also played some football in addition to talking about the text that he received, and uh, Mike Tomlin noticed. I think the group is doing a nice job of representing themselves. Um, as we get into the weekend, obviously condition, but conditioning becomes a factor and so forth. So we'll just continue to watch. Uh, the process itself is a good one. Uh, I like the way the guys are acclimating themselves. Some, some draft picks, some noteworthy guys are, are showing their pedigree, if you will, um, which is expected on day two. Guys made some plays this morning. Mason made some plays this morning. James, uh, Washington, and others. Throwing a little uh, appreciation to a couple of rookies. Mike Tomlin normally doesn't do that a great deal. So there was that. And there was also this from Marcus Tucker, who's not Antonio Brown, but Marcus Tucker isn't your typical rookie receiver at rookie minicamp either. This is his third, or this was his third rookie minicamp. He's a former undrafted free agent out of northern Michigan. He's been on the practice squad the last couple of years. So he knows a little bit about the NFL, what works and what doesn't. Here was Marcus Tucker's assessment of the third-round quarterback from Oklahoma State. He has a really big arm, strong arm. He throws a great ball, um, and I like his leadership thus far. I feel like the kid um, is really able to bring the team in and kind of get everybody settled and, and get ready and get rocking. So I'm excited for that to see where, where he goes. The guys notice that. Um, certain guys just have a command um, of the huddle. Um, and I think he's one of those guys that, that can really grasp uh, the uh, togetherness of, uh, of, of the offense. Hmm. Don't normally hear guys being uh, talked about for their leadership and command at rookie minicamp. No. It's just rookie minicamp. As uh, the special teams coach Danny Smith might say, a bunch of guys wearing Steelers shorts who think they're Steelers. <laughs> but... Good start, I would say, for uh, the third-round quarterback from Oklahoma State. It's only a round earlier, Mike, but this feels a lot different than Landry Jones's first rookie minicamp. As it should. I, th- I think Landry became what they thought he might, a capable backup. And he is a capable backup. It's hard to have two. It's hard to have one. I'd still like to know if Landry Jones reached out to Mason Rudolph. I mean, why is he being such a jack? I don't think anybody asked. <laughs> Some- 
Well, there is the natural. I Come mean, on, I'm, Landry. Are you going to talk to him or not? I'm going to give Landry a pass on this one because there's the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. If I'm Landry, I'm not reaching out. In fairness, Ben probably only speaks to Landry once a year. So <laughs> Mason shouldn't feel too slighted. Ben shoots him a text every once in a while. Yeah. They've got uh, this week off and then uh, OTA start a week from tomorrow. So I'm sure everybody will talk to Ben again about uh, whether he and uh, Mason Rudolph have gone to Permanis together or gone up to Washington Mountain and looked at the view. Or... Are you? Su- uh, I know you say there's a long tradition there, but I don't. I mean, I don't know where in the quarterback position there's been a long tradition of somebody mentoring the next guy. Tommy Maddox got hurt and forced Ben to come in there. I don't know how much he was working with Ben. Yeah, don't I they guess, work independently anyways? I, you know, I kind of think quarterback might be a little different over the years. I'm just referencing that the famous one is Mike Logan and Troy Polamalu. Sure. Um, ask Brett Kiesel what Aaron Smith and yeah. Kimo Von Olhoffen did for Kiesel and the young defensive lineman coming up. Uh, he, they weren't training him to take his job either, though. Take their yeah, jobs. They all, sure they were. Po- Troy was brought here to take Logan's job. Well, that's different. But with chemo, and I mean, chemo yeah, didn't even... I mean, there's only play three, four. There's only three defensive line spots, and what well, just so happened they were one, two, three there. You know, I I, I don't think it's a uh, a huge thing, but it, it, there has other than the quarterback position, which has probably been different since Bradshaw. In terms right. of and the, Brad... when the. When the the next wave arrives or is perceived to have arrived. Stan spoke with Mark Malone this past Friday, right? Yeah. We have to find that and see what he had to say about how. I'm sure Bradshaw was like the greatest mentor in the world to him. I'm sure he spent just loads of time making sure Mark Malone felt comfortable. If he was trying to do that, I don't know that it would help. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Hey, kid, the hell with what Chuck says. Just chuck it deep. Chuck it deep. Double coverage. Who cares? Throw see it. that guy? <laughs> chuck it. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I, I think that's the uh, least of their concerns right now. Me too. I, I but yeah. it's the drama that gets talked about when they're not playing football games. Yeah. Leadership and command. Let's start focusing on that. Uh, Caps are uh, leading the Eastern Conference Finals. They are maybe in command after a six-two win over the Lightning last night. Washington falls behind two to one in the first and roars back. You got a little something going. Caps year. Got a little mojo. What happened to Flyer? They lost 4-2 to two in it game one. Wilted. Vegas losing to Winnipeg. Dustin Bufflin introducing Marc-Andre Fleury to a hard shot from inside the blue line. Oh. They're, playing, they're playing game two tonight. And I t- blame Marc-Andre Furry. <laughs> that dog is bad luck. 0-1-1. Team USA is 6-0 uh, and at the World Championship Tournament in Denmark after yesterday's 9-3 to win over Norway. One more in the preliminary round against Finland. That's tomorrow morning. And in the quarterfinals start on Thursday, Team USA has been bolstered by the arrivals of defenseman Charlie McAvoy from the Bruins and Nick Benino, Benino, Benino from Nashville. Benino with a couple of assists yesterday. He centered the first line between Cam Atkinson and Patrick Kane. Wow. Chance at a thousand bucks in workforce cash coming up at the top of the hour, and the great Steve Blast joins us at eight. It is the DVE Morning Show, nine fifteen this morning. Our friend Brett Ernst will be joining us. He is starring. Well, he's he's one of the stars of the new Cobra Kai series <laughs> on YouTube Red, and uh, Brett, of course, is Google it right now. Okay, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we will. Uh, we did. We did. 
It's right on YouTube. I used the YouTube app on my Apple TV, and I was able to watch the first episode. Ah. A lot yeah, of fun. I have that on my TV, too. There you go. A lot of fun. I'm I in. Highly recommend it. Because the first two are free, and then I think you have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. How Except long are the episodes? They're like 20 minutes. Okay. They're not I long. I like that a lot. Now, the new Netflix docu-series, the four-part documentary, Evil Genius, launched on Friday. So and it's good. about- the weirdest crime ever, right up the road in Erie, Pennsylvania, my hometown. And it was the Pizza Bomber saga. I have to tell you, it is captivating. Yes. yes. It is hard to turn Intriguing. that one off. Yeah. And it's only four episodes, so it's a quick watch. Yes. Oh yeah. Now I was feeling I was feeling the same making a murderer jitters that I had. I was I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is this is just like making a murderer. Like you don't want to turn it off. Nope. And of course, it's the story of uh, the poor guy Brian Wells, Wells who uh, answered a call to deliver a pizza, had a collar bomb put around his neck, and then uh, given a set of instructions to rob a bank and do all this other stuff, scavenger hunt style, or the bomb would blow up. And of course. You know the story by now as the the state cops had him pulled over and detained right on Peach Street there. The bomb went off, killing him instantly. And it's on camera. I mean. Oh, yeah. That footage is is pretty brutal. Oh, uh, yeah. A buddy of mine was working for Channel uh, 24 back then, Jet TV, mm-hmm. Brian Holland. He was taking the video of it. You know, he shows up at work and they're like, oh, go shoot this bank yeah. robbery. And he goes, yeah, filming it. And then he has to film a faces of death scene. How now- about how calm the guy was? He's sitting there with a bomb around his neck, and the, all the police officers have guns drawn on him. Well, because I don't. Well, first of all, the police didn't know what the hell was going on. How could they? Nothing like this has ever happened. So it it, it recounts this trial, and it tells the story of Marjorie Deal Armstrong, who is basically, um, Satan. The, 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 yeah, she kind of is evil genius. She's the evil genius. But there's another guy in there too. Her longtime. Boyfriend, yes, Rothstein. William Rothstein. My God, these people. And how many people she killed? She killed three boyfriends. <laughs> I mean. It gets away with it. How do people like this, like Robert Durst? I Unreal. don't know. Yeah, another, how- another docuseries that I was fascinated by. The Jinx. Is, yeah. I think Jinx. I need to watch that one again. Uh, is that how flawed our justice system is? I will tell you what, the Erie Police Department, God bless them, it was not their finest hour. This documentary does not paint them in the best light. It's mostly you'll hear from federal and state authorities. We're hoping to have uh, FBI agent Jerry Clark on this week, who is featured prominently throughout the series. I feel so bad for Brian Wells' family. Oh, me too. I just can't even imagine. They cut the guy's head off so that they could maintain the contraption. The guy, like, from the coroner's office is talking about that part where they had to cut the guy's head off to take the bomb off, and he goes, it was, uh, it was done very, uh, it was done tastefully. Like, yeah. you're like, we did what? It with, with, with what are you talking right. about? Yeah, with great care. Like, what? Oh, so you didn't just <laughs> slide him into a guillotine? Then they couldn't get his head to stay on, so they had to have a closed casket. My other favorite part of it is that all my friends from Erie are going, including my brother, going, it makes Erie look really, uh, you know, there's some really great shots of Erie. Because, you look, you know, I defend Erie all the time. I think it's, like, one of the most beautiful cities. The Bayfront is gorgeous. Presque Isle is one of the, the prettiest parts of the country, and you should go out and check it out. Like, it's, it's amazing. But everyone's like, oh, yeah, there's some cool shots of Erie. All they show is the crack houses in the... You know, the 
the the whorehouse. Everybody's a hoarder. <laughs> and all these hoarders. I'm like, what part did you guys hoarding. think made it look good? So much hoarding. Yeah. I'm like, they just showed these rotten people's awful homes. But it's it, the the thing that struck me is, my God, these they are really smart. Yeah. Like that Rothstein oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. And Marjorie Deal Super are smart. Really smart people. Did she have How five be- college degrees or something? That's what she said. I mean, she's very Trumpian in everything she does and says. And it just struck me that, like, boy, you can be hyper intelligent and still be operating on these weird, you know, the the lower fringes of society, right? With the crackheads and you know the people who Criminals fish for catfish and- all day and you know run whores at night. Which I didn't even know that was a one-two punch that the no. one guy had. Yeah, that cocaine was, Ken. Yeah, that was his his days. Do you think Ken can get us some cocaine? <laughs> uh, yeah, his name is Cocaine Ken, so I'm pretty sure he can. But yeah. that guy fished all day, and then he had a whorehouse at night. But his whorehouse, well, is he in, had something to occupy the daytime hours. It was in a hoarder's <laughs> house. So yeah. uh, it was like, was, think of the guys going there to get. You want to make oh. sweet love to this prostitute on a pile of coffee pots? <laughs> 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 but it is a fascinating account, of, and it's fun, to, not fun, but it's very interesting to see how the state police and the FBI were working in concert, and how at times they like didn't agree with each other's tactics oh, or didn't share the yeah, e- information. Well, that Evidence. was that was the that was the that was the EPD that that was the Erie Police Department though, and then at one scene, Brad Folk, the uh, the uh, you know rest in peace, Brad Folk, former DA up there, who was a really good guy, uh, Geraldo's interviewing him, and Geraldo's telling him stuff that he didn't know. He's like, really? He's like, yeah, you might want to call the FBI, and he gets him to call the FBI on camera. Oh I'm God. like, oh, this is a bad luck. Oh, it's it's incredible to me just with with the recent capture of the Golden uh, the Golden State Killer. Mm-hmm. Just the citizen sleuthing that's going on now with yes. the internet. The, the, this guy who's producing the documentary solved. makes a big break in the case. He basically solves the case, the unanswered questions of the case. She died in prison. She was basically convicted of, of everything except murder. And that was the big thing because this guy, you know. The, if he was a co-conspirator, it wasn't murder. And the federal authorities said they believed him to be a co-conspirator based on the evidence. And his family was heckling the feds at the press conference. And with good reason, they're like, he didn't, this is not him. He would never have done this. Well, that's the conflict in the first couple of episodes. Like, they show this little house that he lived in and Mm -hmm. his landlord was like, yeah, you know, he just, he had a few cats he kept in there and he took his mom to the movies and, you know. And got but prostitutes then, for his friends. Right. You know, normal stuff. <laughs> and then there's this other guy who is in the bank sucking all a lollipop, twir- right. twirling a cane gun around. <laughs> I guess you never know so, what you're going to do when you're made to rob a bank. I don't Serena, know. You're like, Serena's I don't know. I might as well have a lollipop. Well, wouldn't you be a little nervous? Yeah, Serena's wouldn't like, he's in on it. Yes, I don't who, know. Who has a bomb around their neck and, and grabs a dum-dum out of this sucker dish? <laughs> maybe they, maybe he thought, I better do something. To blend in? To, yeah, to be not uh, With the giant thing on his chest? <laughs> yeah, that thing with the, guest, was, with the guest shirt coming down over it. I mean, it think of, put yourself in his position. I would imagine that that guy, he's can't, robbing a bank. He imagine. has a collar bomb on. He had to be thinking, the collar bomb is fake. These guys, there's no way they actually configured a, a working bomb. I don't want to get shot by the police in a bank robbery. 
So I'm just going to do whatever I can to get out of this situation alive. And you probably he probably wasn't worrying about the bomb until he heard it beeping. Yeah. And that crazy person, Rothstein, he sits down with the FBI agent, Jerry Clark, and tells him, I just want to let you know I'm the smartest guy in the room, and there's only two of them in the room. Right, as soon as he said that, I'm like, this guy's, he did it. And then yeah. the other <laughs> thing is, when he wrote his suicide note, Rothstein, yes. he attempted suicide, uh, and he said, I had nothing to do with the Wells case, just out of the blue. Yes. Like, me thinks he doth protest too much. Yeah, and it just so happens his house is like, 300 feet from the, the radio tower where they ordered the pizza to. They're, and then you got Marjorie Deal saying, he's framing me, he's setting me up. Ugh. So who do you, it's like. Yeah. It's so all, good. Folks. Only you got, despicable people. So who, who do, do you, you believe? believe? Yes, you have to watch Evil Genius on Netflix. It, it It is great. And it makes Erie's crack houses and hoarder villages look fantastic. Oh, the prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. they show oh, my anything? God. Yeah. The prostitute. Oh, yeah. You'll, oh. you'll meet the prostitute. You haven't got to. to <laughs> I know. I haven't. I only watched the first two episodes. So. The prostitute comes into play in a big, big way. So mm. well, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but it is great. We're hoping to have Jerry Clark on uh, this week, who was great in it, the FBI guy. Oh, is he yeah. the guy who sat with Rothstein? Yeah. Okay. There was a couple, like, seriously Yinzer accents in that. There was a couple Pittsburgh cops, I think. Oh, my like, Lord. Co- like The bomb squad Pet- guy? Was he a Pittsburgh guy? Because uh, I thought he sounded kind of... I think so. One of the Pennsylvania state policemen that they was involved in the investigation, I think, was a Pittsburgher, because he has some dons. Mm-hmm. He was talking like that, <laughs> but it's a great series, oh, and I highly tremendous. recommend it. Uh, it. It was, it, it was so cool. weird to go back and look at that, and the fact that Marjorie Deal Armstrong, she basically killed three of her boyfriends, and got away with it. Still don't starting know how. in nineteen eighty four or eighty six, but she was gorgeous. Yeah, at one time she was beautiful. Always had the crazy eyes, though. Always. Yeah. Didn't she say to her therapist, "I, oh, I was so beautiful." She said, I used to be the, the most beautiful girl in town. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if she was the most beautiful girl in town, but she was like a tall, go- gorgeous, super pretty face and hyper intelligent, but also mental, mentally ill. Yeah. Mental health. Got her. <laughs> it's so weird that to watch all those places I grew up in, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's okay. Oh, sure. Uh, by the way, in front of the Texas Roadhouse, the pizza place where Brian worked, mm-hmm. Mama Mia's, it's great. It's it? a, oh, it's awesome. Still open? Yeah, my brother said They don't said deliver got- anymore, though, yeah, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to pick it up. Berg. The omelet station, it should be very uncomplicated, right? Hey, I'd like an omelet. This is what I'd like in it. Yeah. Yesterday, the omelet station at this place, they're like, you got to go fill out a card. <laughs> it's on your table. I'm like, yeah, but I just want like, How about if I, I just want spinach and tomatoes in an omelet? And the guy's like, got to go fill out the card. I'm like, now it's like a bank loan. I got to go for a review of whether or not I'm going to get the omelet or not. I'm sorry. You're just not approved for the omelet. <laughs> we don't have just make the omelet. I'm right here. You're, there's nobody in line. Yeah. I was like joking around. He's like, how was the brunch with your mom? I go, it's great. You know, you should send her a Mother's Day card. After all, she gave you six kids. And he goes, you want to know why I don't? And I'm like, no, <laughs> oh, no. I really don't. I, I was just, I just, it was a passing. Con- I was just busting your, never mind. At least fill out this omelet card. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Yeah, it is a crazy Mother's Day yesterday. Again, pre-approval on the omelet station. If you could just pre-register and do it the night before, it would be very helpful. Uh, Antonio Brown has bought a a huge mansion in Fort Lauderdale, and it has a a synagogue in it. Really? Now, AB is not Jewish. 
No, chest up, eyes up, prayed up. Uh, it's one of his houses, uh, and uh, he did an interview with Complex Magazine, and he showed off the house and his impressive sneaker collection in an interview with Complex Magazine. Boy, what a great magazine for him. If there was ever anybody <laughs> that fit the description of Complex, it's A.B. Uh, he said, I got a lot of Jewish friends, and a synagogue is where you bless up. Well, there you go. You bless up. Hey. Well, bless you know, up, A.B. Get blessed up. Yeah. A.B. doesn't red up. He blesses up. <laughs> I mean that's that's a nice feature for his Jewish friends. Sure. When they come over. Guys, yeah. you wanna go hit the synagogue or uh, the steam room? <laughs> you guys study up on the Torah. Have We're at. gonna have some grilled cheese. The house also contains a station for ritual hand washing or netlat net netlat yadiam. I guess that's the uh, Hebrew name for that, yeah. Uh, it's connected to the dining room and three kitchens, which, according to the Times of Israel, were kept kosher under the former owner. So, A.B. bought a kosher mansion. Yahweh yeah. is booming. <laughs> I don't know, man. He has tweeted uh, in the past uh, on Jewish holidays and stuff. So, A.B. apparently is very in tune with uh, the uh, the Jewish faith. His agent, his lawyer... <laughs> Their families. Right. Now, he's probably sick and tired of them using that as an excuse for yeah. why they couldn't I'm do sorry. like we all this We have to dumb go to synagogue. Stuff. I am so sorry. Yeah, exactly. Good news. Man, y'all need to come down here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a synagogue. Now you can drive by my house and do it all one-stop shopping. And they're like, oh, man, we got to go watch him dance or something. <laughs> he's, you know he, he's Now, trying. does he have a rabbi that he keeps on staff? I don't know. If AB starts rolling with a rabbi, I will officially be the biggest AB fan in the world because nobody has ever gone that deep. Nobody's ever nobody. rolled with a rabbi. Steve Blass is joining us in about five minutes. We'll ask him if he, anybody on his team had a uh, a synagogue back in the day. <laughs> Val's got a quick news update. What's up? Yeah, let me get through some stuff here real quick. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. It's 65 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Channel 11 News on Fox 53 weeknights at 10. A fallen officer from the new Kensington Police Department is among thousands being honored in Washington, D.C. Officer Brian Shaw's name has been added to the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial during a ceremony Sunday. More than 350 fellow officers killed in the line of duty during the past year were added to a list of more than 21,000. Officer Shaw was shot after he pulled over a vehicle back in November. And a Pittsburgh police officer being credited with saving a woman's life after pulling her back from jumping off the McKees Rocks Bridge on Saturday. Officials say Officer Kevin Clark spotted the woman straddling the bridge rail and ran to her, pulling her to safety. Coriopolis woman was taken to a hospital for evaluation. And Munhall's Gabby Barrett, another step closer to becoming the Huge. next American Idol. Carrie Underwood was the guest last night, and uh, I guess Gabby's a big fan. Everybody sang Carrie Underwood's song. So here is Gabby performing Last Name.
what Katy Perry think? First and foremost, people are talking about you. I don't know if you've been on the internet, but you're all over it. Honey. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, and even everywhere I go, it's like, please, just keep Gabby in. It's like, okay, everybody is watching this girl. So Thank I think you. you are making an impression and carving out your own. I think what's really important, what Carrie says, is when all this dies down, who are you, Gabby? You have to separate yourself in the industry that you will have a great shot in. She also performed Whitney Houston's I Have Nothing last night. She's incredible. I watched a bunch of her stuff yesterday because my sister-in-law is a big fan. And she's mm-hmm. like, have you been watching so her? Good. I'm like, I listen to the clips foul play. She's like, no, 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 no. You got to watch. And so I watch and she is insanely good. Yeah. She's so obviously she the best presence. one there. And Commanded the stage for sure. The judges love her. I know Lana Richie was standing before she was done, yeah. like halfway through the song. He was already on his feet last night. I thought it was because he had bad circulation. It might have been That's, that too. Okay. <laughs> But no, he still loved her. He was he, he just, wanted to try to dance on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're a fan, she's doing a free show tomorrow night at Rivers Casino at seven o'clock. Oh my god, that's gonna be you won't be able to move. Joe, no. do you think we can somehow get her on? You know what? I want to talk to her dad. Because her yes. dad her mom and dad, you know they're staying with Peggy. Are they really? Yeah. Wow. I heard from Timmy this weekend. So we gotta figure that out. Yeah. Because her dad Her dad is the best. And her her mom's great too. Did, did you see them sitting in the audience? I I see. I saw the original story when she's just talking about her dad working all these odd jobs to support her dream, and he's like, you know, I got to go clean the toilets over here. Like, I got to do this. I got to yeah. do that. I mean, I mean, they're from Munhall. She is really talented. I mean, mm-hmm. she has so much savvy already. So much yeah. stage presence. How old is she? I don't know. I'm it's, thinking like nineteen or something. Yeah, teenager. Crazy that she has that much poise, uh, you know, in this big of a of a moment. Because she's clearly like she's ready to go. She's comfortable up there. Yeah. yeah. So the good news is she's going to be a star. Yep. Well, I think that they do the a tour three now. Yeah, like I think the, top the top five or something. Yeah, something I don't something know. Like that. So she'll go out on the road, I guess, this summer. I always wonder how, like, how deep the hooks of American mm-hmm. Idol stay in you. Like, is Carrie Underwood still? Paying some sort of money to American Idol. Did she win? I don't she think performs. she won. I thought she was a winner. W- did she win or it doesn't matter? I know it's to uh, Taylor that that dude with the gray hair, Salt and Pepper uh, Soul, <laughs> whatever right. that dude's name was. Jennifer Hudson came in sixth. I don't know. Carrie she Underwood won an Oscar. Won. Yeah, she did win. She won the fourth season. Joining us right now is uh, someone who can carry a tune. And and had there been an American Idol. Back in the day, Steve Blass surely would have been a finalist, no doubt about it. Joining us right now, the great Steve Blass, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. How are you, man? Yeah, this union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good to be with you. Good, the whole crew's there, huh? Yeah, we're. Oh, yeah, we, you know, it's uh, the 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 Penguin season having ended. We were able to focus solely on the Buckos, and uh, with Andrew McCutcheon coming in this past weekend, it seemed like uh, it was a great time to do just that. 
you know, I said earlier, I try to put my cynicism aside in these situations and just enjoy the beauty of the sport and fans' love for a player in moment like moments like these. And the ovation for Andrew McCutcheon on Friday night, Steve, was really something to behold. Yeah, it, it was fun. Uh, we we were expecting that. Uh, I think he deserved that for. Uh, what 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 he did, what he accomplished, and and all that, and I I, I thought the, the the people in the city, the baseball fans, came up big. I think I thought the organization did a nice job of of recognizing him, and so yeah, it was it was all good. I, I said before the game, I said this is the perfect scenario. Uh, Andrew's going to go two for four. We're going to win seven to two, and the game is going to take two hours and twenty three minutes. <laughs> so everybody wins. Everybody wins, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, we, we we go back. I, the first time I saw Andrew was in the hallway at at, uh, at the ballpark, and I thought, all right, we we got a new bat boy because he was really skinny and he wasn't he wasn't tall. He was slight. Uh, he looked extremely young, and uh, I I go back to that reference because uh, he really grew uh, in so many ways after that. And that sounds a little trite, but he he really did. I think he 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 figured it out that uh, he, had, he 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 wanted to perform. Yeah. But then he could have a responsibility in the city, and and uh, uh, he, he really did. He, he I think he got serious about all that, and uh, mm-hmm. it was fun watching him grow in a lot of different ways. So it was it was well done. We all move on. Uh, I know the city reacted the way it did uh, w- when he left, but it's the business of baseball, and uh, I, I don't necessarily like it. Nobody likes it, but every team does it. And if you look around Major League Baseball, just about every team has an all-star team of people that left. And that's just uh, that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. Before it was just trades. And now it's uh, it's free agency and and all that. So uh it's it's evolved. Uh, uh I don't like all the things it's evolved into, but uh, it's the way it is. The world is a little different than uh, than uh, the time a lot of us played. Well, that being said, they were able to get some good players in uh, in sending Cole to Houston and sending Kutch out to San Francisco, and they seem to be a better club early on. A quarter way through the season, uh, they're right in the mix, half game out right now in yet another tight NL Central. Steve, yeah, it, it, yeah, they, uh, I think a lot of people would say if they're uh, if uh, we can look forward and they're twenty three and seventeen after forty games, I think people say, okay, yeah, you're you're involved, and so they are. You know, in spring training, I was looking at at left field and third base because those are positions you need some production from. And so far, and it's early; you can't uh, really get a, a judgment until the end of the year. But uh, we've done well in left field and third base. Uh, Moran was a good uh, a, a good uh, selection we got for for Cole. And I don't know what Corey Dickerson did to the organization or, or what <laughs> what happened there that we were able to get him, but. I don't know because it's probably not pretty. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why why would they have let him go? Yeah, exactly. So he has proven to be a, 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 a an excellent pickup to this point. I mean, he can he can do some good things with the bat and Moran has been good. And uh so far Cervelli's upright. You know, Francisco gets knocked down all he's on the ground all the time, but he gets up often enough. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the animated way and and he's hitting. So uh, so far, so good. The young pitchers have been interesting because each one of them have had a nugget. You know, Williams had a, a no-hitter going or one-hitter, and Cool did that, and uh, Tyone did that. So they've shown us what they're capable of doing. Now it's a matter of how often they can do it. So uh, uh, at this point, quarter pole, so far, so good. And looking at that, Steve, that 23-17 and 17 through 40 games, 
Cervelli is maybe uh, overachieving a little bit based on his career numbers, but it's not like they have one or two guys hitting 500 and they have one pitcher who's 9-0. and There's still some room for improvement, is there not? You look at Polanco and Tyone and Nova and uh, down the line, this team might not be at top end yet. Right, yeah. Yeah, they're they're capable of doing more, but they got to do it. Uh, you know, I I like our outfield right now. Uh, you know, uh, Andrew going away notwithstanding. But uh, Polanco and Marte have very high ceilings, but you you got to you got to reach up and touch those ceilings. You got you got to do it. You just can't be capable of doing it. Uh, and they've got to do it on a regular basis. And I think instinctively that gut feel of of making the right play or running the bases correctly, uh, uh, there's there's room for them to be better uh, at that. And uh, and the, and the pitchers, uh, it, it's a it's a a rotation that that looks decent at times, and then Tyone can uh, can can dazzle you, but then he has struggled. Novus has struggled the last three starts. So uh, people that have shown that they're capable of doing these, and that, that's fine. But uh, the long haul, you got to you got to do it more often than the other people do it. So yeah, there, there's a lot of room for improvement. I like the fact that uh, Diaz is is a very capable backup because Cervelli has been brittle. He's been very fragile right. physically, yeah, and and he's hitting well. But it's uh, good to have somebody back there that you can run out there and you feel good about. So that that's a that's a good thing. Uh, Josh Bell is a switch hitter. Uh, I think there's a lot of ceiling for him. He's got to be more consistent uh, defensively. You, you need to get Josh Harrison back. Uh, the guy that n- nobody talks about very much, and uh, I don't know if glue is a good nickname, a, a flattering nickname, but Jordy Mercer is pretty solid at shortstop. Not and for a horse. Yeah, 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 there you go. But if you can surround him with guys that maybe can do more with the bat, he's an excellent fit. And um, so yeah, I, it's it's a Fairly solid ball club, uh, and uh, it's just a matter of two or three or four guys coming out of the woodwork and, and having better than career years, like you talked about Cervelli, yeah, overachieving, yeah. But uh, if he could carry that through and you get two or three guys that, that do more than you expect them to do, that can make a difference in a ball club. Steve, do you have any idea or do you have a, an explanation for why Cole was doing so well down in Houston? It, he's capable. It's, it's one of those crazy things. Uh, uh, no, no. He, uh, when he does well, it doesn't surprise me. Charlie Morton. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going on there, but I'll have what he's having. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, and and yeah, you, you root for guys that you got to know a little bit. But Cole is capable. You know that uh, what I think two thousand maybe fifteen when he went nineteen and eight. That you know that didn't dazzle anybody because number one pick in the in the, in the universe uh, should be able to do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's right. got the kind of stuff. Um, people mature earlier, later. We we had a, a young ball player when I was just starting in the big leagues, Bob Bailey, who probably was capable of playing the big leagues when he was eighteen, but that's as good as he got. Uh, and he leveled off, and 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 you have another guy like a Cole who's been around three or four or five years. Uh, all of a sudden, he figures it out to go along with a natural talent, and uh, there you go. But I have one thing I got to discuss with you guys. Okay, and it's Ben Zobrist. Ben Zobrist. Ben for the for the Cubs, Major League Baseball is threatening to discipline and fine him for going back to traditional back uh, black spikes. And not wearing the Chicago Cub 
blue, blue spikes. Blue leather anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so uh, can you? I, I was just astounded. You know, can't you? He's trying to recognize a little bit of the tradition, the legacy of, of Willie Mays and guys he mentioned. Uh, he said, "I don't mind doing that every once in a while during day games." And they're coming down on him. Uh, aren't there bigger fish to fry? Yeah, <laughs> lots of it. They, they, they I swear, the NFL does this too. They nitpick. And yeah. I, I think it's, it's part of some greater strategy that they have that they allow themselves to concede on. They create situations so that they can concede and make it seem like, oh, well, see, we came halfway or we met you halfway here. And then on bigger things, they won't bend at all. Yeah, we're, 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 we're really busy, uh, and we're going to show you that we pay attention uh, to this stuff. And then... If I want to get on the soapbox, yeah, but we're going to change the rule because Buster Posey got hurt. Right. Uh, it used to be for 100 years when baseball was uh, doing quite well <laughs> as a catcher. If you have the ball, you can block the plate. If you don't have the ball, you can't block the plate. Come on. So one of their stars gets hurt, and they're going to change the rule. So uh, I can go chapter and verse on all the rules. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that yeah, kind of took the fun out of second base, too. Yeah, well, you know, I talked to Maz about all this, and, and Maz was a decent second baseman. I think we can concede that. <laughs> HOF. And, and, and I, uh, I said, what's this going on? Maz said, you know, if you're coming up through a system and you get to the minor leagues or the major leagues as a middle infielder, you should know how to get out of the way. Thank you very much. Right. <laughs> and if guys want to take you out the next time, they might wear the stitches in their forehead as they're coming to second base. <laughs> so, I mean, this stuff wasn't broken. Uh, but uh, uh, I won't even get into replay and, and reviews and all that. Well, do you, yeah, and that must drive you crazy to see when players get lauded for having situational baseball awareness, whereas in your era, this w- you had to have those chops to make it. Right, and you didn't get hugged if you moved a guy <laughs> over to second base or you, or you went five <laughs> If I won five innings and come out of a game, I was shunned in the dugout. <laughs> shunned. Or I was shunned in the Columbus uh, Jets uh, AAA dugout. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but the, you know, I, I understand. The world has changed in, in the analytics. But uh, my, my, my one real big issue, I think, probably is if I'm pitching a ball game, and we used to pitch them in, in 215, 220, 250. 230. If I've got to stand out, I'm pitching very well, and all of a sudden I've got to stand out there uh, twiddling my thumbs while they, they go to New York. Uh, oh, and, yeah. And dis- disrupt the momentum, uh, even offensively for a team. Uh, you know, I, I, I still don't get that. Remember when they used to say uh, baseball is such a long season, so many things going on, things even out? Well, things even out, leave it alone. Yeah. Well, the second they put instant replay into sports, it doesn't matter which sport they put it into, the refs immediately start to be less decisive. They start to go, well, we're just going to go to the tape. Yeah. You know, uh, somebody had a great quote saying baseball, and uh, I think it applies to other sports. Uh, Baseball is an imperfect game played by imperfect people, and that's what draws us to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not complicated. Play the anthem and let them play. Steve Blast. That's it. That should be the name of your next book. Play, what? play Steve Blast. <laughs> play the anthem and let him play. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And the world has changed, and I, I understand that. And there's still room for a dinosaur, but time's the, the, the clock's ticking. 
Steve Blast, by the way, his book, A Pirate for Life, get oh, it on Amazon. So it good. is the it is the definitive pirate book. If you've never read it, I laughed my so ass off. So funny, at that. yeah, that's what I was gonna it, say. And it's it, it's so funny, but also it gives you all the all the baseball feels too. Like, yeah, we uh, yeah we it was full full of full disclosure, and I, I I really enjoyed doing it, and so got that off my chest. But all all those uh, all those memories are good, and then the memories still come along. It's 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 still a great game. So. Uh, we'll we'll go along with that, but the main thing it's great to visit with you guys. Uh, I've I've always in, enjoyed it, and uh, and uh, it's great to great to catch up again. Well, there's no doubt we love you, man. I wish I could talk to you more often, and I you know I shared a picture of the of the Sean Casey roast last <laughs> week. With it was a picture beforehand where we were in that room. Uh, getting ready, and Leland was smoking underneath the uh, underneath the the, uh, the fire sprinkler thing. <laughs> yep. and uh, and you were holding court. It's this great underneath picture. Underneath the smoke detector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and you were holding court, and you were like in the middle of of, of talking, and we were all kind of breaking up. And someone said, "Oh, Steve Blass, I bet he was good at the roast." What did he say? And I said, "I can't really tell you. Can't tell you. I anything. can't tell you any of it." No. Well, we we got to create another phantom roast. I'll yes, that was, that was one of the funnest nights of my life. Uh, we'll have to figure out another reason to do one. Yeah, what's next? Maybe we'll just do Casey every year. <laughs> yeah, Casey at the roast instead of Casey at the bat. There you go. The great Steve Blast. Get his book if you haven't yet on Amazon. A pirate for life. Uh, Steve, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for making time for us this morning. Take care, guys. Okay, I really enjoyed it. We'll see you. Friends. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now. McCutcheon returned. Was that Gensel in the back of that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. Probably. <laughs> McCutcheon returns and Mason Rudolph debuts. Yeah, Sports is brought to you by Sports Clips. We heard a lot from Steve Blass about the Pirates, but I did want to touch on all that happened over the weekend with Andrew McCutcheon and the overwhelming show of support. Give a listen to Dwayne Kuyper and Mike Kruko on the Giants television broadcast. This is McCutcheon's first at bat. Saturday night. Right fielder, number 22, Andrew McCutcheon. So another standing ovation for McCutcheon. Remember, this is game two. Many of these people here tonight were not here last night. Definitely shows his appreciation. He does, and classy move by Francisco Cervelli. He did it last night as well, stepping out in front of home plate, forcing McCutcheon to, to be to take in the moment, which is a good thing. You know, sometimes you want to rush through this, but these are special times. You see Francisco there, hands behind his back. He's letting them soak it in and. Get another nice job at Pittsburgh fans to be able to stick out a, a, a rain delay just so they have this opportunity. Yeah, they had 27,502, the uh, announced attendance Saturday. Didn't it hail at some point Saturday? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a great day to attract walk-ups to the ball game. And uh, 27,502, that was down from 34,724 uh, McCutcheon's return Friday night. Biggest crowd of the season. And then 24,649 yesterday. 34, 22, and 24? 34, 27, 24. It's pretty good. And Saturday was an awful day. I mean, just, 
The weather was just – You had to really want to go to the Completely unpredictable. Game if you went. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be curious and then some to see, did people come for McCutcheon and will they come back for the Bucks? Uh, you they know, keep winning. Yeah, winning cures all. I had a really fun time down there Friday, the whole pregame thing and just going to the game and – one of those energizing kind of fun nights that uh, looked like it was a blast. You're supposed to have those in the summer at a baseball mm-hmm. game. Yeah, we welcome them back to town and then just rout their team. <laughs> Didn't uh, quite finish the sweep yesterday though. Five nothing Giants yesterday afternoon. Pirates are 23 and 17 off day today, and they've got the White Sox uh, Tuesday night for a couple here Tuesday and Wednesday. Steelers had their rookie minicamp over the weekend, and while there was a lot of attention paid to third-round quarterback Mason Rudolph, first-round safety Terrell Edmonds from Virginia Tech was also on display. Uh, He showed up as advertised in terms of versatility. I played some uh, safety, a lot of safety. I played a a few little linebacker positions, uh, just going out there competing. Everything was going fast, but, you know, it it eventually slowed down for everybody on the defensive side of the ball, and we came out and we competed well. It's a lot of calls being made. Marcus Allen and I were both calling it back and forth. We got a lot of communication between us, too, because we both can be interchangeable at the position, so that's just what we're doing now. This is something you've done. They were attracted to you because of your versatility. What are the challenges with that? Down to down, and even Mike Tomlin said sometimes you change in down. Honestly, it's just you have to go out there and play ball because any position that you go, you got to make a play. So the coaches, they're, they're putting you in a position to make a play regardless of where they put you. They believe in you. So uh, I'm just going to go out there, give them all I got, and then hopefully make a play for them. I didn't play any corner. It was just safety and linebacker. Sometimes I was over the top. It wasn't so much, but sometimes I was over the top. It just depends on how everything folded. Yeah, he looks like a, a big kid that can uh, run around and, and do some things. There's no shoulder pads, no hitting, but uh, I think people are going to like this guy. Uh, some people may be put off because they weren't anticipating this pick and this player in particular, but uh, he is a versatile guy. He seems to be um, aware of his situation. It was interesting, his response to uh, explaining to the media after the first practice on Friday – he doesn't want to show up here and act like a first-round pick, but he wants to embrace the pressure that comes with being a first-round pick. Uh, you know, you just come out with the mentality that you weren't picked at all. You, you can't think that you're a first-round pick and everything's just going to fall to you. So I come out here, I compete every day. I try to put my all out there. I'm not thinking about I'm a first-round pick and it's just going to come to me. So I'm coming out and competing every day. My dad always told me pressure makes diamonds. So you got to come out there. You got to show them why they picked you. So I'm just, like I always say, I came out here to compete, and that's what I'm going to do, and hopefully I can turn a few hits. Yeah, Terrell Edmonds also, uh, at least on uh, first blush, seems to be a quick study. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're trying to overwhelm us, but they're definitely trying to put in some defensive calls because it's not—it's a man's game. Like they always say, it's not no little boy's game. you got to be able to pick up the stuff. Seems, I like this. Seems to have a good idea who he is and where he's at, as we like to say. I like where he's at. All right, what, uh, what pissed you off more about uh, Cap 6 Lightning 2? The fact that Washington has a two-games-to-none lead, the fact that Tom Wilson got the game-opening goal 28, 28 seconds in, or the fact that Ovi scored his 10th of the postseason in the third to kind of bury Tampa? It's a tie. All of the above. <laughs> Wilson ran a uh, Vasilevsky, too, right? Oh, yeah. That's what he does. He's like, I didn't touch him. That's what he said in the round. <laughs> Coonan's got away with a hooking there, but... Him. Yeah, more questionable officiating, but uh, as the Caps proved, you got to play through that stuff. It's going to happen. And they're doing it without Backstrom. 
six Which w- is even more of a heel to the groin. Heel? Six wins away. They'll choke. I don't think so. I'm 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 in on this team. I'm, I'm a believer to, uh, now. They're starting what? to get my attention. I'm I'm not saying I like it. I hate this team. I wanted them to get swept by the bolts. I just don't I'm not getting my hopes up anymore. They snatched the souls of the blue jackets and the pens. And now they got all that mojo going for them. I think they can smell the cup. Yeah. That's they have that look, don't they? Yep. When we come back, a woman who was arrested for sending a man 65,000 text messages after a date. 65,000 after That's, a date. Seems excessive. <laughs> 65,000. Too many. She uh, she did an interview. Well, apparently it turned threatening, as they'd have to after 65,000. You'd have to just start <laughs> threatening stuff, right? You'd just be bored eventually. But uh, wait, do you hear what she has to say about uh, her perception of their relationship did she do it one letter at a time <laughs> no 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 Sixty-five thousand. could you imagine if your phone was just going up mm, no mm, oh constantly mm, mm, throw my phone out mm, mm, change mm. my number after a date with somebody you met on twitter or on tinder it didn't go well is that what we're to surmise i don't think the guy sent sixty-four thousand back to her yeah. they weren't sixty-five thousand. boy i had a great time no well, no. Yeah, no. She's a fan. I'll explain when we come back. It's the DVE Morning Show. So there is a dating site for millionaires. A Tinder for millionaires called Luxy. Why do millionaires need dates? Jacqueline. I know. You're doing it wrong. Adis met an unidentified Paradise Valley, California man through Luxy. Is she a millionaire? No, she went on a, a date with him. They shared an evening together last summer. But Adis, I don't know, maybe it's AIDS. I don't know, he's A-D-E-S. I just didn't want to say AIDS. I thought yeah, it'd take that'd away be a really story. unfortunate name. She wasn't ready to say goodbye once the date had ended. She started sending the man text messages. 500 a day. Hey, AIDS, just checking in. 65, that's her name. 65, hey, it's AIDS, just checking in. Even worse. Oh, God. It's 65,000 in total. AIDS here. You have a message from AIDS. Ah! In July 2017, the man reported her to police for parking outside his house. And on April 8th, she broke into his home while he was out of the country. He was checking his home surveillance video. He saw her inside, so he called the police. They found her taking a bath in his bathtub. <laughs> they also found a butcher knife on the passenger seat of her Ooh. car. They, tra- they charged Oops. her with trespassing. Uh, after he began reporting her to authorities, the tenor of her texts changed from heartsick to violent. Keep in mind, they went on one date. One date. One date. He, uh, the, some of the uh, texts... Included uh, such loving phrases as, I'm the new Hitler, and (laughs) oh, what I would do with your blood, I want to bathe in it, and I hope you die, you rotten, filthy, and bleep, 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 bleep. Uh, but she used a uh, racial epithet, I'd wear your fascia and the top of your skull and your hands and feet, you know, love. I don't think you can you can be shocked at anything she said because she sent 65,000 tweets. So just in terms of word combinations, she had to get pretty 
far down to the bottom she, of the bucket. She did an interview in jail. But you're not angry with him? No. Oh, my God, no, I love him so much. <laughs> One day. <laughs> she has the Marjorie Deal eyes. Oh, crazy eyes. She's got the crazy eyes. Crazy eyes McGee. I just want to love him so much, I said. And if he doesn't like it, then I'll go home and I'll love my ex-boyfriend. What am I supposed to do? Has he blocked you on anything else? No. He lets me text him and he reads all of it. Where is home for you? Here. He said you want to go Desert back Ridge. Home? Oh, I call home Miami just because that's where I came from. Would you go back to Miami? I don't. I mean, I would. If he told no, me to go to Miami, you, I would. Could you please go back? If he doesn't. I mean, if he's not going to say, if he, whatever he wants me to do. Should he be afraid of you? No. No, no not at all. Did he ever? Oh, she, I have to set the picture for, for you. She's leaning against a, like a white wall and she's like, do you remember Fatal Attraction when Glenn Close does that thing where she's like leaning against the wall, slithering down, talking like it Slinking looks into like herself. That. Yeah. Mm. And she's like, her eyes are darting back and forth to the right and left. Seemed like Before a crazy you that he was going to call the police if you didn't stop texting. No. Does any of this seem kind of weird at all to you? Um, no. no. Who's the interview with? What, Is it the, the police? Or? No, it's like a press conference, and I don't even know why it happened. But listen to how, how she describes love coming up here. In a lot of people's eyes, they see this as weird. Mm-hmm. That's because they're selfish. And they've never actually loved someone without getting anything back. The point of love is to keep giving it. That's that math equation. It's love equals 3.3, which is infinity, times E equals MC squared, which... Okay, hold on. Let me write this down. Okay. Love <laughs> equals right. its infinity mm-hmm. times E equals MC squared. Okay. And then what? Is light. Light is forever. L equals to L. If love was a number, it would be three. So it's infinity times light, which is also infinity. So it's okay, just forward, forever forward. If lo- and hold if on. Love was a number, it'd be three times infinity, which uh, times light. Factor in the Pythagorean theorem. Selfish, you can't understand that. Yeah. Because you want something in return. He's not giving me anything in return, and I still love him anyway. That's what love is. That's what the universe is supposed to be made of. Oh. Oh. <laughs> When's the last time you talked to him? He sent me a text on a fake number before I went to his work. That don't come to my work. I think it's a good idea. I think it was a good idea. If he thought it was a good idea, that means it's a good idea. (laughs) Oh, my God. That dude needs to go into witness protection. Wait a minute. This is the perfect wife. What are you talking about? (laughs) This guy's blowing a great opportunity here. She's, she'll do anything for him, Bill. I'd be blown out of town. Bill, is what I'd be doing, changing my name and getting plastic surgery to change my face. He sent her to jail, and she said, "I think it was a good idea" because he thought it was a good idea. I mean, this is a perfect relationship. Sure, she won't push back on anything, and everyone likes to be kept in check a little bit. But Bill, Ooh. what a great opportunity here! Don't you have to sort of? Doesn't love have to be somewhat reciprocal? Times light, yes. And the number three divided by infinity. I always forget the infinity part. That's the part. 500 texts a day? 65,000 texts after one date. She single-handedly knocked out his data. I I think he wanted to make sure I wasn't or something like that. I don't know. I mean, if any of you carried a knife with you. When? 
What? I never had a butcher knife. I had I had like little flippy knives on my way on my road trip. People try to hurt me. I'm a single girl. I drove across America and carry a butcher knife. <laughs> Did she's she drive got from Miami too. for this date? Yeah, this kind of reminds me of the astronaut that wore diapers to go get oh, visit yeah. the other astronaut. Mm-hmm. You got to keep her. You got to admit her. That's twenty texts an hour. Actually, on twenty four hours. Yeah, let me, let me. Actually, she probably round the slept. clock. You think she sleeps? No, not no. that. Not with that well, mental illness. I don't, it sure. looks like she hasn't washed her hair, maybe ever. Whoo! <laughs> no. How do you know if he's the one that texted you on the fake number? Um, just like I know he's the one that said you guys up here. What did he say in that text message? He said, "Nolly." Are you, this is Carol. Are you coming to finish your prayer? And I was like, please don't tell me that this is you sending me fake text messages because you want me to come over so you could call the police on me again. But I did it. I went there because I knew it was him. He said he was looking for a doctor and a prayer. And I said, nobody else would say that to me but him. That's so him. The doctor and the prayer thing. I mean, that is just so classic him. That is classic. <laughs> classic Paradise Valley guy. So it's Arizona, not California. Um, wow. She's only 31 years old. And um, she's already ruining lives. One day. Maybe she does have the right name. <laughs> Jacqueline. It's kind of a heads up. How about the text message she gets? Hey, it's Carol. Are you coming to finish your prayer? Oh, I know that's you. I know, I know you. that's you. Fowler, are you going to finish your prayer next? Uh, maybe. What is if it? If I get time. Right. <laughs> uh, never <laughs> wear yoga pants to get an MRI. <laughs> now you tell me. <laughs> and we have our friend Brett Ernst from the new series Cobra Kai. Uh, he'll be joining us on the show here at nine fifteen. Google it right now. I will. Yeah, it's a it, it's a great show. It's like they flipped the tables, and now you root for Johnny to beat Daniel Larusa because uh, all of a sudden Ralph Macchio's character is kind of a jerk. Huh. I like it. It's fun. I do like and it. And Brett Ernst is like his best buddy. So we'll talk with Brett coming up. TV. Steve, do you have any idea or do you have a, an explanation for why Cole was doing so well down in Houston? It, well, he's capable. It's, it's one of those crazy things. Uh, uh, no, no. He, uh, when he does well, it doesn't surprise me. Charlie Morton. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there, but I'll have what he's having. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning the Show. The incomparable Steve Blass on the show there earlier. He is uh, he is a treasure. So he great to is. talk to Steve. I think he might have been saying Charlie Morton's on the juice there. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, That's not what he was intimating, I don't think, but he's wondering how the hell he's so good all of a sudden. Well, when somebody I'll like Garrett Cole, done. yeah... <laughs> I think we all would. And somebody like Garrett Cole, somebody who comes from that kind of pedigree and mm-hmm. a top pick, hits those heights, you go, okay, yeah, that's what he was supposed to be doing here. If you take roids and you're not an athlete, what happens? Bill? <laughs> I don't know. I fight it every day, Val. I think you just, I don't know. I think you just get like it zitty, give you, zitty shoulders. It doesn't give you energy or anything? 
I think it does. Rage? Right. No, I don't want rage. I think no. you get rage. No, I, don't, I got enough of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to take steroids so <laughs> I don't bad. need any more of that. <laughs> I yelled. I want to just take steroids, though, and go to the mall. Just... <laughs> Why? See how many love sacks you can pick up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and toss yeah, out Yeah, because, of the you know, I'll have some love sh- sack uh, shrinkage, <laughs> according to the literature I've read. Do you ever feel your rage bubble up and you didn't know that it, you had any at the moment, but then it just comes out like when, oh, yeah. when I'm driving? I was driving the other day on Banksville Road and someone was put, like going across four lanes of traffic so they could go to the Dairy Queen. <laughs> and I lost my mind. I was by myself, too. And I'm like, oh, my God. Go eat, you fat ass! <laughs> you fat ass! Like, I, just, I don't even know who the person was. I just started screaming, Enjoy your blizzard! Uh, well, like, where did this come from? Why was I so mad? It delayed me by about nine seconds. <laughs> it didn't really put a big dent in my day, but I just I went crazy at this point. <laughs> it person. happened? But it was, it was because it was the Dairy Queen. That's what I think what it was. What if it had been, um, I a don't know. Hagen Dawes. If it was a Hagen-Dazs. Arthur w- Treacher's. I don't. Yeah, no, I would have gone nuts there too. If they're going into the Goodwill or something, I'd have been like, "Come on, dumb, dumb." What about a church? There was just something about the Dairy Queen. What if they were rushing to get to church? You're ruining my day day. for a treat. Church is fine. I wouldn't. I I don't get mad around a church. My rage bubbled up yesterday. I was walking into Giant Eagle, and it was (laughs) it was Giant Eagle rage all the time. Well, no, it wasn't about Giant Eagle. That just happened to be where I was. It was chilly in the morning when I left, so I had like a shirt you know long sleeve shirt and then uh like a little jacket on over it yeah and it warmed up a little but i you know i was just i wasn't hot so Mm -hmm. i just left it on and i'm walking into giant eagle and this guy's like what is it still winter you got a coat on oh the nerve i was like i don't know why the nerve of that guy i turned around and i said what the f does that guy care what i'm wearing did you say it out loud yeah, I don't know if I said it loud enough for hear him to hear it. Did but. you go get two of those hand baskets and start swinging them <laughs> like nunchucks? I'm like, what? What do you? That was like. What? I mean, I've probably thought that about somebody, but I've never said it to someone. A stranger. What are you, we- what are you wearing that for? I told you about when I lost my mind on the beach because the guy was reading his book out loud to his wife, and no. he was he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing to lose it over. Oh, wait, but wait. He had a Roger Stone hat on, and he was reading a book called The Deep State. And he was reading it out loud to his wife, and he was getting louder and louder. And he goes, and then Obama, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so, and he was like five feet from me. And I just said to my girlfriend, I go, imagine if I just started reading this book out loud to you right now. Imagine the gall it would take for me to just start thinking everybody would be okay with that. I'm just going to start reading to you right now. And I'm like, the nerve of people. <laughs> and so then the guy is super pissed. She's like, he wants to murder you. I'm like, well, I don't care. I want to murder him. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, and he stared me down, whatever. I'm like, read your book, you jackass. <laughs> Quietly to yourself. And I'm on the beach. I'm supposed to be relaxing. <laughs> and I wanted to fight this guy so bad. I just wanted to go over and start throwing haymakers. And like, I didn't care. And the fact that he had the Roger Stone hat on. Oh. When that guy said that to me, I said, well, I'm cold. <laughs> and he said, oh. You know, you know, you do. Well, sir, I have poor circulation. Right. Oh. <laughs> yes, have a great make, day. Make up a disease. I, I thought yeah, about just, that later. <laughs> just humiliate him, the guy. Tell him you have a disease. Yeah. Well, I have ornitholatolia. <laughs> causes me to be right. unreasonably cold. Right. That, I think that's bird cancer. But still, 
You could just say you had something. The weather dips below 60. My fibromyalgia starts acting up. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Now, if that guy started reading a book out loud to his wife in the produce <laughs> section, well, I think you're allowed to throw an eggplant at him. Well, no, a friend of mine actually had some good advice. He's helping me out with because I have road rage sometimes, too. Oh. Is he said, you have to just picture whoever's in the other car. It's like, there's somebody's grandma. You know, it's somebody's grandma. So that it works. The other day I was like, get out of my way, you stupid grandma. <laughs> Dumb Nana, get out of the way. <laughs> have fun getting your ice cream, you stupid grandma. Oh, I lost it. It oh. works. I went crazy. Because, you know, you're... Almost causing an accident. So you can go get a peanut butter parfait. <laughs> it's too much fun. You know, like I saw, like my daughter went on a roller coaster for the first time with her best friend at Idlewild Park. And you know how they take pictures of you, like uh, on mm -hmm. one of the big hills? There was an obese couple sitting in the front seat. You couldn't see my daughter or her friend at all. You could see blonde hair coming out the side. <laughs> And it's just these two yokels with their hands in the air. And I'm like, hey, guys, enough fun. You've had enough fun. Say no to something somewhere at some point, please. I was following them around thinking they were going to link up with their kids. They were there without kids. Just riding the roller coaster, blotting out everybody else. <laughs> Bl blotting out everybody. I mean, come on. You uh. met Jim and Kathy Blotton. <laughs> is is Brett no. already on the phone? Sorry, Val. We've been blowing right uh, through your newscast yeah, today. Sorry, just jackasses. That's all right. Total jackasses. Nothing too uh, timely. I can save it. All right. Uh, it's like how many pairs of shoes do you own? That kind of stuff. Oh, really? So yeah, there's no. <laughs> I can no, save it. No breaking news. Right. <laughs> I mean, there is news, but it's all terrifying, and we don't yeah, really want to talk about it. I mean, I want to talk more about like the crazy lady who sent sixty-five thousand text messages. The guy uh, that got out of the fire uh, this past weekend yeah. while his girlfriend was making McDonald's French fries that we talked about last week. McDonald's French fries. Yeah. <laughs> fries so good, you got to say it twice. Evil genius. But I have to tell you, I did tune in to watch the first episode of Cobra Kai. On YouTube Red, and when I saw our friend Brett Ernst in it, I was super psyched. And I, I because here's the thing, I think this is a perfect fit for him. But I was <laughs> shocked when he was on the he was on the Daniel Larusa side of things. I thought for sure he would be a perfect Cobra Kai guy. <laughs> Joining us right now is uh, is our friend and world famous comedian, the great Brett Ernst, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah! dude, Woo! what's right. up? First off, why would you think I'd be a member of Cobra Kai, man? Because they, they're like the badasses. Yeah, well, I'm Italian, and LaRusso, we stick together the family. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, good I, I haven't gotten that far good into point. it. I just thought I was going to see you beating ass in the first episode. I was really excited He meant you it. have a bully vibe is what I think he meant. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he was insinuating. <laughs> no, I wasn't insinuating that. I, I nah, really you, know what you, you know what you said. <laughs> How you guys doing, man? Good, man. Great. It's great to talk to you. Uh, this is a, I saw you posting stuff about this, and I thought you just went to the premiere. I didn't know you were in it. And then when I heard you were in it, I couldn't wait to watch. And I have to tell you, I watched the first episode and half of the second one, and I, I just, because I had to crash. I love it, man. It is a really fun show. Yeah, man. We're still, I think we're still 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, man. People are loving it. No kidding. Oh, 100%. Great. 
So I, it's like one of the it's like one of the rare things the internet's agreeing on. Yeah. <laughs> so it it do, it definitely does seem to turn the table a little bit in the first episode. I'm rooting for Johnny. Yeah, you know it's it's really crazy how, how the writers did it, man. They uh, I, I, they nailed it. I mean, you, I thought you had watched the whole season, so I I, I don't really I'm not going to do any spoilers, but you really get it. Uh, if if you're watching it and you're a fan of the movie, you love it. And if you're not a fan of the movie, you're going to love it. All right. Now, I'm a fan of yours. Are you going to get to fight at any point in this? <laughs> well, I don't want to ruin it, man. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm really only in. Uh, I come in on three. I'm there three, four, five, six, and eight are like the big ones. But you know, it's got such a big cast. There's a lot of characters. Yeah. It's cool the way no, they use the, the they really play on the nostalgia like even with Zopka's character he's like still ensconced in the 80s culture he's driving yeah, the old car That's the other thing with the nostalgia stuff man I mean it the way they do it it's you'll see it's not gratuitous it fits into the story and it just moves everything along man I, I got to tell you I mean you know we we already got renewed for season 2 Oh that's no. awesome. awesome wow Yeah we got renewed like like I think 2 days ago Dude, that's awesome! Congrats. So, Ralph Macchio. Well, people are loving it, man. I mean, I'm happy about it. You know, I just got. I gotta hope I make season two. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Ralph seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, real cool, man. Or have you been friends with him Billy's before this? Cool too, man. Billy's real cool, man. Billy Zabka, who was the villain in every '80s movie. Yeah, he was. Ed. He was uh, what back to school with mm-hmm. uh, Rodney Dangerfield and uh, just one of the guys. Oh, karate yeah. kid. He was always picking on on nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always had like cut off leather gloves. The, hey, what? He always had those cut off like leather gloves that he would wear to school with the mesh yeah, front around like dice. <laughs> <laughs> You're right though. They don't really. That guy doesn't really exist anymore in this in, in the bully free culture. I don't even know if that guy's in high school anymore. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You like be- what's What's really cool too is that if you grew up in in the eighties, nineties, there is you, you'll see that you know that you could just I don't know I, you 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 relate so much to a lot of it. Yeah. You know, e- even the mindset, like, and the fact that they're in their fifties now is even weird. Yeah, I know. They look good though. Oh yeah. They look really oh. good. Yeah. Dude, Ralph Ralph looked. Uh, uh, he looks like he's, uh, I mean, in his, like, early 40s, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, it's totally nuts. I think he's 56. Wow. That's crazy. Unbelievable. How did this, like, how did this whole thing for the reboot come about? Because I remember him a couple of years ago doing a super funny sketch on Funny or Die, kind of playing um, with that character and how everybody always treats him like the Karate Kid. Well, I interviewed the uh, the executive producers on my podcast, um, they were pretty much saying that, you know, the, the, the hard part was getting the rights. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, don't quote me on this. I do know that Will Smith's company executive produces this as well. And those guys that had did um, Hot Tub Time Machine and also uh, uh, Harold and Kumar, the writers and, and director oh, uh, nice. of the series, the writers of the series. So uh, they went to Will. They got the intellectual property. They got the rights. They met with Billy. Billy was like, wait, do you want me to play myself? Because they were used to spoofing this all the time. Right. And then they were like, no, we have a great idea. And Billy was on board, and then 
I mean, you know, then Ralph was on board, and then it was just, that was it. And then I know that it went around town, and um, the way I understand it is YouTube Red really outbid Netflix on, for it. So, do YouTube Red's doing some good stuff, man? Coming up, so this is like their first major scripted show hmm. that they pushed, and uh, you know, I mean, look again. Even if I wasn't a part of it, it's 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 really been a huge success, man. I, I'm, you know, it's, it's crazy because it's all over the internet. You know, the other thing is all over the internet uh, at a time when, like the the big meme that was uh, people were posting headshots. You put a picture of yourself up as a model. Yeah, <laughs> dude, Brett, you were like a wow. You were like a, it was a it was a secret thing. I, I did a little modeling before I got come on. My, my co-host always breaks, you know, my goons about it. So, <laughs> how old were you in these pictures when you were like you look like I mean you look like a bodybuilder, dude. You look you were ripped. I think I was like twenty six. 27? My God, how much? What were you? Uh, what were you modeling for? Like cologne or what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I was, I was modeling for Jakar. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't have a shirt the, on. There's the poster nothing. boy for like polo sport or you know curve or something. No, that that uh, I did a fitness uh, magazine and then uh, I did something for Hugo Boss. There it is. There's some more, though. I'm not going to post anymore. Come though. on. Yeah. My buddy won. My buddy won. He won the bet. So. Pete. He was always making fun of me for doing it, so. <laughs> now, were you doing comedy at the same time, or did you start comedy after doing the modeling? Um, when I was down in Miami, this, you know, was down in South Beach. I, I did it. Uh, I, I was doing comedy at the same time, yeah, but I quit. I, I quit doing that stuff for, uh, for, um, for comedy because you know I, I you have to go on auditions during the day and i had to work and i wanted to work at night i mean i wanted to work during the day so i could do comedy at night it was it was weird i was walking down southeast some dude came up to me was like yo uh are you a good dancer no <laughs> <laughs> hey guy if you want to come up to my room <laughs> And uh, some guy asked me, he said, hey, look, man, you know, we're doing this thing for a fitness magazine. And, and then I says, yeah, why not? Yeah, I says, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, Frankie Five Angels. Exactly. I says, yeah. <laughs> You know, my boys. It was just, it just, I just kind of stumbled into it. It wasn't like real money or anything. You know what I mean? Wait, I know it's it's just kind of hilarious though. You were, dude, you were jacked though. I mean, I wouldn't be embarrassed about putting that picture up. As a matter of fact, I'd probably have it as my avatar. Yeah. If I were you. Well, my, we, I have to show it to my wife every now and then. Because <laughs> she sees what I look like now, and I just have to put that on the ceiling. Yeah, I can get back here. A couple weeks, two, three weeks, I can be right back here. <laughs> yeah. No, that ain't, that ain't happening. Those, those days are done. What about acting, man? Is this your, is this your first like big like gig acting like on a like uh, on a regular basis? Well, it was recurring on Weeds. Oh, I and, forgot about and, that. Uh, yeah, I had a bunch of pilots, man. I mean, you know, uh, I've I've been in the business a long time. So this is like the mm -hmm. first series that I'm actually on that actually made it the series. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a I had a bunch of few uh, a few pilots that are collecting dust. See, you remind me of Burr in that way, though, like where I think that this, like you have that gear to go to acting 
with your comedic instincts, like I think you would you, you come off great on camera. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> I I, uh, I don't know, man. It's, you know, it's such a tough business. You know, uh, like I said, I've hit a lot of triples. <laughs> Did, you know, I haven't yeah. hit that, I haven't hit that home run yet. But you know, uh, hopefully this is it, man. I mean, you know, it's just crazy. You you go in, you audition, and then you just move on to the next thing. I, you know, what was really cool was uh, last night. I mean, it's, we we had the memorial for Mitzi at the comedy store. Oh yeah. And um, to sit in a room with all the people that were there. I mean, Jim Carrey was there. Louis Anderson was there. Uh, Jimmy Walker came up and spoke. And then you you see the history behind the you know stand-up, being around that, being a part of that, listening to everybody's journey and everything. And uh, it was just, it's just cool to know that I'm still a comic. Like, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. that's how I make my money. But leaving you Jim know, Carrey's like one of the biggest movie stars in the world, and he's still, that is his foundation. Yeah, I mean, everybody there, I mean, I remember when I, when I first got there, uh, you know, Robin Williams showed up one night. We were hanging out in the parking lot. He just showed up, just walked, turned the corner, and just started hanging with us. And, and you know, the, the, the history of that place and being around those guys, I don't know, it just, even with the acting stuff, you, you, you just, it's just all party. You just all roll. You just have to roll with everything, you know. That's all gravy, right? The acting and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, it's the ultimate goal. You know, it's where the money is. Really, I mean, right. you can make some money on the road, but I mean, you know, I don't want to live out of a suitcase for thirty five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but you know, it is the ultimate goal. But at the same time, you know, you list all these stories, and when all put it like this, a failure is par for the course. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, in a way, that's comforting, I guess. Yeah, of course, you know, and I, and I've got a, I've got a ton of that. So, so uh, with Mitzi's memorial, did was Mitzi the one that passed you at the comedy store? Yeah, I was one of the last uh, classes that that she passed. But you know, it, it was we our our my era was different. My when, when we came in, the comedy store wasn't what it is now, and what it wasn't what it is now, and what it was before. It was actually kind of on the ropes. You guys helped rebuild it. Yeah, pretty. I mean, I'm, that was mentioned last night. But yeah, we 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 were part of that. That, but you know, it, the internet really helped. And, but it was guys like Joe Rogan that that you know stuck that 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 was there all the time. Joe Diaz. Yeah. You know, Dice still came still still came through. Um, you know, there, there was some some of the more famous people. Like it, it never went away. Went away. But. Uh, you know, there was nights where we would call, and I'd be, I'd be happy there was 20 people in the crowd, you know? Hmm. Yeah, uh, well, I've been there on, like, a Tuesday where there was, like, you know, 35 people at the high point or whatever. And now it's, like, sold out every night. Yeah, we have we, we have two shows, man. I mean, like, the main room, they have two main room shows now on Friday and Saturday and two original room shows on the weekend. And even during the week, it's sold out every night. It's crazy. I, I, I think it's the uh, the internet, man, is the greatest thing never happened yep. for if you're an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, even for stand-up, because of these podcasts, man. Does See, it, that's why everybody everybody was hearing stories about the comedy store from Rogan's podcast, Burr's podcast, you know, and Marin's podcast. And right. then it just, people just started showing up, like, you know, curious to see it. And, uh, 
It was really cool, man. It was really cool to be a part of that, you know? Yeah, it's interesting to hear your perspective on it because we talked with Jimmy Schubert when Mitzi passed. And his perspective, of course, is like he was like right on the tail end of that original era of the, you know, the, yeah. the 70s comics that bled into the early 80s and when the uh, Dice and Kinnison and all those guys really sort of elevated it to an insane level. Uh, you know, prior, and that was after Richard Pryor, Letterman, Robin Williams, Andy Kaufman, and all those guys. And then, like you said, it hit that lull, and then your group of guys really built it back up. And maybe podcasts are what did it. Maybe painting the picture of what it was really like there and showing people how rom- like romantic, for lack of a better way of saying it, that whole world really was. And everybody wants to be a part of it now. Well, it was also, too, man, you know, the timing was off for my era. You know, my guys coming up. Because the, the reality show era had kicked in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people had really stopped going to that well. And and the one thing I'm very fortunate of as a comic is that I was forced to marinate in it. You know, <laughs> to, to, to marinate in the art form. I had no choice. You know? Because right. you, you, you hear stories of guys in the 70s and 80s. Four years they're doing stand-up and they, they pop. Right. You know what I mean? But, you know, it was very interesting to find out that, Jim, you know, Jimmy Walker was huge in the 70s. And, uh, but he was like the first big, big comic uh, that he really helped put the comedy store on the map because they allowed him to put his name on the, he, he allowed the store to put his name on the marquee. But his writers, he hired David Letterman and Jay Leno to write for him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Which they were talking about that last night. I didn't know that. And Byron Allen was his writer at like fifteen or sixteen. Everybody made fun of Byron Allen. He he was kind of a punchline. The smartest businessman out there. <laughs> dude's, dude's like you, bought the Weather Channel. Dude, are you kidding me? I was. I, I, I the guy is a genius. Yeah, he's a genius. I mean, he's literally bought his own network, and he has his own movie distribution company. They just. Uh, they did that Quidditch, Quidditch check movie, whatever, the one about Ted Kennedy. Chop a Quidditch. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Quidditch check. <laughs> that, that movie about, uh, you know, the game they played in Harry Potter, the Quidditch. <laughs> 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 no, it's just, I don't know, man. It was cool. It was cool to be there, but, but listen to everybody's stories and, you know, uh, you know, you just, you just, you just hope everything goes well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but dude, I mean, you're literally in, you're you're in the uh, like apprenticeship for, of stardom right now. You know what I mean? Like getting, you, you're you're yeah. From the outside looking in, it's going well for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I still got to make season two. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even tell, yeah. <laughs> well, whether Cobra uh, Kai happens or not, I'm talking about with your comedy and just how things are going for you and being a part of that comedy store world. I mean, that is the launching pad. If it's going to happen, that's where you want to, you know, that's the uh, the place you want to be. What, what also helped, too, is me, I, you know, I released my special for free online. Did yes. you see that or no? And, and, and that's really helped me because pe- people are, you know, it, as, a, as a comic, you know, the other downside to listening to those guys is that there were so many gatekeepers coming up that if, if somebody decided you couldn't be seen, you can't be seen. And, and you know, there was a lot of that too with our generation but because of the internet like with the podcast but but also you know you don't need permission to exist in any business so when i just shot my own special and i just put it out there for free because the goal is for people to see your your work anyways you know right right 
Principal's and, office. Um, it's available at bretternst.com. No, Brett, uh, brettcomedy.com. Brett Comedy. And then um and then with Facebook too, man, you know, uh I don't know, I just feel like th- there's no excuse, you know, for anything. Well, if, if 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 you want to you know, especially in, in our business, but who knows, man. Who knows what's coming around the corner now, you know? Well, dude, keep kicking ass, and, uh, you know, you guys like Burr in your corner and Rogan and those guys, you know, uh, good things will continue to happen for yeah, you. Yeah, th- they're the new Carson, pretty much. Like, if you're, if you're, yeah. <laughs> you know, on their oh, yeah, podcast. yeah, if you go on Joe Rogan, that's better than The Tonight Show. You got, like, he's the number one podcast. I think, I don't know how many millions of downloads, man. It's crazy. Principal's you know? Office, the new special from uh, Brett Ernst, available for free on his website, brettcomedy.com. Make sure you check it out. And Cobra Kai series on YouTube Red. It is so fun to watch, and the the, the reviews have been just spectacular for it. And, uh, hey, man, thanks for making time for us this morning. And, yeah, get, I, haven't really, I haven't really talked to you since the last time I was in Pittsburgh for, the, for that show. I know. Get your ass back here, man. Wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> dude, come back. You should be doing big rooms anyways. Come back and just do a one-off. All right, you guys, you guys, get your, you we'll, guys want to hang out? Yeah, we'll make it happen. Uh, yeah. We'll go get sandwiches with French fries on it. Yeah, buddy, we'll make it happen. We'll set up a photo shoot. We'll take care. I felt bad because last time you were in town, we all had to bail. We couldn't stay out. You were like, "Come on!" Yeah, like, yeah, you guys scummed me out pretty bad, but that's all right. <laughs> No, we'll take care of you next it. time. Me and Jimmy just roam the streets by ourselves. <laughs> All right, guys, listen, man. I love you, man. Appreciate Back you. Back at you, brother. All right, man. Thanks for uh, hanging out Great with us. Talk appreciate you, man. it. Congrats. Brett Ernst. Check out his right, new bro. special and check out Cobra Kai series. Thanks, man. We'll see you. Uh, all right, quick break. We'll be right back. Sports on DVE. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Sports this hour brought to you by Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Controls. It was Mother's Day yesterday, but it was also Andrew McCutcheon Day at PNC Park. This was moments ago as we wait for the Pirates to take the field. McCutcheon, it's been a a weekend of a lot of uh, affection shown to that young man. And somebody decided to bring some flowers to McCutcheon, and if McCutcheon's smart, he's going to re-gift those and give them to his wife on Mother's Day. Dwayne Kuyper on the uh, Giants TV broadcast, they gave McCutcheon two bouquets of flowers. Pirates fans did. Can't remember the last time I saw that at a baseball Flowers. Because, you know, he's and It's Mother's Day. Here's some flowers. Except these flowers. And I hope he did give them to his wife. Because that's what I'd do. You'd give them to his wife? I don't think she would <laughs> like that. We She'd be got, like, why are you giving me flowers, We always Mike? got along before. <laughs> There's some flowers. McCutcheon and the Giants managed to avert a sweep at the hands of the Buckos with a 5 nothing win yesterday. But uh, a good weekend for the Pirates nonetheless. They are 23-17 and 17 through 40 games. Half game out of first place in the NL Central. <laughs> Uh, they have a day off today, and then the Chicago White Sox come to town. They'll be playing here Tuesday and Wednesday. And maybe some good news coming out of the minor leagues. Uh, right-handed pitcher Joe Musgrove threw five and two-thirds innings of no-hit ball in a rehab assignment at AAA Indianapolis on Saturday. 
No walks and six strikeouts while allowing no hits in five and two-thirds innings. 60 of his 79 pitches were thrown for strikes. There we go. So he's getting close to uh, being available for that starting rotation. I, 40 games is not an insignificant sample size. It's not definitive, but it's not insignificant. And there are elements to this team that can improve. It was a great point by Steve Blass. Potential's great, but you have to do it at some point. Right. But it's not like they have somebody hitting 700. It's not like they have a pitcher who's 9-0, and you know it's going to kind of come back to the mean. Mm-hmm. At some, they're just kind of getting it done. And maybe not hitting top end yet. So it's uh, it's interesting to see where they go from here. Uh, off today, White Sox on Tuesday. Steelers took care of their rookie minicamp over the weekend. Uh, Mason Rudolph, the third-round quarterback from Oklahoma State, was in town. And he wanted to talk, playing a little football, as well as text messages from the incumbent QB. Uh, I was just excited. I just want to throw the ball. I just want to throw the ball to James again and, and, and uh, guys like Jalen Samuels and, and uh, be out here with, you know, Ed, Edmonds and just kind of, you know, just fly around the field with, with your new teammates and, you know, and, and be out here with a lack of humidity, which is which is new to me. So that's <laughs> Does nice. Does it seem normal? If he enjoyed the lack of humidity, just wait, kid. <laughs> August at St. Vincent College <laughs> is coming. Oh, the unforgiving valley. Pack your swampison. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll pick up on that uh, sooner rather than later. I would assume. You know, the rookie camp is not a definitive thing. It's an introductory exercise, and it's just sort of guys getting started and getting their feet under them. Uh, we don't get to see that much of it. I went to two sessions. There were two media sessions, and the, when it ends, everybody comes off the field, and you basically have time to talk to one, maybe two guys. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, didn't get a chance to investigate a lot of stuff, but uh, I did hear one uh, comment from wide receiver Marcus Tucker that stuck. Tucker's uh, it's his third rookie minicamp. He's been on the practice squad the last couple of years. He's trying to transition from undrafted rookie to NFL wide receiver, but he does have a perspective that the, most of the guys there this weekend did not have. And uh, what he had to say about Mason Rudolph kind of stuck in my head a little bit. He has a really big arm, strong arm. He throws a great ball. Um, and I like his leadership thus far. I feel like the kid um, is really able to bring the team in and kind of get everybody settled and, and get ready and get rocking. So I'm excited for that to see where, where he goes. The guys notice that. Um, cer- certain guys just have a command um, of the huddle. Um, and I think he's one of those guys that, that can really grasp the, the uh, togetherness of, uh, of of the offense. Some intangibles on display. Already. Tough to get super excited about any of it, but, uh, you know, better than a he looks lost out there, has no <laughs> idea what he's doing. Can't even get us out of the huddle. Yeah. Had a long cleats on the wrong feet. Hope the humidity in uh, August doesn't melt all that away. It won't. Caps beat the Lightning 6-2 last night. They are up two games to none in the Eastern Conference Final. And even the Caps might not be able to screw this up since uh, 1974-75. Teams that hold a 2-0 series lead in the Conference Finals or the Conference Semifinals are 39-2. They're on a bit of a run. They're 10-2 in the last 12 games. 
The exceptions are the 1984 Islanders, who uh, fell behind the Canadians two games to none, then one in six, and the 1991 Penguins, who lost the first two games in Boston, and then Artie Stevens gathered the media around and said, we're winning this up in series. And the Penguins won it in six. And then they did. And Mike Milbury's never forgotten it. Team USA beat Norway 9-3 to yesterday, 6-0 and in the preliminary round. One more. Take that, Norway. Yeah, Norway. One more to play in the preliminary round. That'll be tomorrow against Finland, and then it's the quarterfinals on Thursday. Nick Benino joining Team USA over the weekend. He had a couple of assists Benino, in his Benino. debut game yesterday. International Benino. I need Benino. I, I miss Benino. I miss Benino. I miss Benino. Glad he showed up when he did, because the uh, the Czechs got uh, Krejci and Pasternak from the Bruins, and that has changed the balance of power for the Czechs. They're all of a sudden really I'd good. I'd say so. Yager on that team? No. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm totally shocked. Sure, they don't have them in a different uni. <laughs> I've uh, I've just watched uh, the U.S. games. I haven't watched any of the other games, but uh, those two Bruins have been piling up the points since they got there. Flower with a bad uh, bad Saturday night. Again. No, no, it was everybody else's fault. Yeah, your hatred would've, would've of been, the Mark Andre Fleury fandom. Is, it would have been eight or palpable. nine to four instead of to two instead of four. That's to right. Two. It would have just. I blame that damn dog. Ever since that dog's been introduced to the world, yep. that Bark Andre Furry thing's screwing everything oh, up. Furry? I took a picture with <laughs> yeah. him the other day. Bark Andre Furry? It's Bark Andre Furry. Oh, they call it Furry, not Flurry? Yeah, because it's a dog. Oh, it's not a guy in a dog suit? No, it's no, an actual it's dog. dog. Looking Bark- to exercise some weird sexual perversion? <laughs> no, not that <laughs> there I... might be one of those. Somewhere. Might be oh, one God. of those, too. When are the Bark Andre Furries coming to town? Soon. Uh, that I'm- could be your costume, Bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm that not going to That could be your... your- what do they call it? My your, fursuit. Your personality. What? Personality. Yeah. yeah. My go. my fur name. Is that Labor Day weekend or Memorial Day weekend? Rather. I don't I'm not know. Sure. The furries. I hope there's no humidity. <laughs> <laughs> you can get pretty sweaty inside those suits. Oh, Clifford again. the dogs. Ah, oh, sweating like Mike Bibby. <laughs> that's a bet you wouldn't want to lose. Have to... July fifth through the eighth. Oh, the holidays. Oh, good. Nice. Oh. Hopefully there's a big Buckos game like they got the Phillies yep. in town or there something like that. There always is. Yeah. There is that weekend. I don't think they're midweek. They're not. <sighs> but the weekend, I believe, is the 7th and the 8th. They're both at the same crosswalk. That's my favorite. Oh. When the streams cross and there's like Yinzer Bucko fans and some guy dressed up as Tony the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> With a bow tie on. Yeah. <laughs> Workforce cash all day long. You got a chance to win a thousand bucks at the top of every hour here on DVE, brought to you by rightcars.com. It is the DVE morning show, and uh want to say thanks very much to Brett Ernst for coming on and uh, Steve Blass earlier as well. He should put up more of those modeling shots. <laughs> it was alarming how jacked he was. Yeah. Alarming. How were his eyebrows? Still as prominent? Impeccably uh, manicured. Pushy? No, no, they were they were they were taken care of. He had them. Oh, it's a modeling show. They got to have them high Squeezed. and tight. Manscaped. High and tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't see Saturday Night Live this past weekend, and it got, it got really good reviews. 
And Who, I know, oh, Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer did yeah. it, and Melissa McCarthy uh, as well. But there was one sketch that someone sent me of uh, what it's like, really like for moms, like oh, Mom's yeah. Day. That was very yeah. funny. They should, oh, like, sweetheart, oh, it was such a joy the day I gave birth to you, and then it cuts to <laughs> the delivery room. Ah! <laughs> How can it get any bigger? It's like, we're going to have to perform an episiotomy. She's like, I don't want my b-hole cut. I mean, just <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but she was catching so much flack for her new movie. I feel like she is a lightning rod right now. I don't know, but that movie she did with Goldie Hawn is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's bad. Snatched, or what is that one is called? Is that it? I don't know. It's not good. I caught some of it yesterday, and I was ashamed of myself for watching as much of it as I did. Never be ashamed uh, for no, sticking no. with a bad movie. Like, I, I've, I've done like, that. We've all oh, been there. This is so bad. No, there's sometimes there's a good thing to watch a bad no, movie. No, but it wasn't even like, this is funny bad. It was like... Ugh. Well, I can't- it's like getting caught on the phone with the telemarketer. You're just <laughs> you're upset with yourself. Like I thought I wasn't this stupid. How did I get strung out for this long? I can't wait to watch the rest of the Cobra Kai series on YouTube. Right? Yeah, me too. I'm gonna watch that today. I'm gonna watch the rest of Evil Genius today. Evil Genius is insane on uh, Netflix. The story of Marjorie Deal Armstrong up in Erie, Pennsylvania, and the pizza bomber, the collar bomb story. Fascinating case. Hopefully, you talk. We're going to talk to uh, FBI agent Jerry Clark uh, today to see if we can get him on the show later this week. Okay, he's got a lot of stuff. He's still um, FBI agent. Yeah, yeah. He's still still on the force in action. He's the he's the most competent guy. It seems like out of everybody there. Yeah, he must be getting a ton of press requests. Yeah, and he's real. He's so he was so good on camera. There's no doubt about it. But if you watch that, you're going to get making a murderer. Uh, feelings without yep. having to invest 14 hours into yeah, it. Yeah, this, this is a really easy watch. We could get the coroner on the phone. The guy who said they cut off Brian Wells' head, but very they in, did a, it with in a loving, great, caring way. Great deal of care. To, how how do you do that? Can you demonstrate? You do it slow with someone funeral type music. Yeah, someone plays What's Yanni like, in the background while you're decapitating the guy. With a knife you had engraved at all things remembered. <laughs> I feel bad for his family, but they're like, you know, the police were pointing weapons at him. Like, well, what is he? Suppo- what are they supposed to do? I mean, what if the guy yeah. runs towards him as the bomb is about to? Yeah, they don't know the backstory here. There's just a guy who robbed the bank and he's got a bomb on him and he had a shotgun. And that was the he's other like, thing. I'm not making this up. I'm telling the truth. The one thing I will say is I have no idea how they they totally cleared that Rothstein guy, the, the blue van. And the all the stuff he talked about, uh, he's like, yeah, I melt down, melted down all this stuff. That's right. I forgot about the van. Yeah. The van. The van. Because they show him pulling into his garage. That's right. Wait till you see the rest of it. Oh, Val, it's going to drive you nuts. Yeah. It's so good, though. Uh, highest recommendation for that. Also, highest recommendation that you get on board with the DVE Comedy Festival second show. Because the Loaded Show stage has now been set. It's Friday, June 29th. At the Arcade Comedy Theater, after our Buy Him Theater show with Burke Kreischer, Brad Williams, Rory Scovel, Sarah Tion, and Bill Crawford, this show will feature the best in Pittsburgh comedy, including a couple uh, alumni who uh, are uh, floating around the country who uh, mm-hmm. come back for this one, and Norlex Belma coming back after headlining Caroline's in Manhattan 
It's awesome. So happy so, for him. So Norlex will be on the bill with our own Sean Collier, who will be your host for the evening. Mr. Wednesday, Jeff Conkle, John Dick Winters, and Alex Tapula, who you hear here on the morning show as well. Ed Bailey. But by the way, they're due to get their asses back in here, so we got to make that happen. Yeah, they had to have watched some TV from the last time we <laughs> saw them. Ed Bailey, Ray Zawadney, Felicia Gillespie, Gabinesso, Osha Dwyer, Osha Dwyer, Aaron Clymer, Derek Knopsnyder. Uh, and more, hopefully. And that's only a $20 ticket. I know they sold almost uh, half the room out immediately. So if you plan to go to this, it's a private show. In the past, the headliners have gone over. Sometimes uh, they all get up. Sometimes none of them. Sometimes a couple of them. I mean, the year Chris D'Elia was here, he did 35 minutes. Yep. Michael Che did 20 minutes. Brett Ernst, who we had on the show earlier, did about 15 minutes. Roy Wood, Jimmy Roy, Schubert. Yeah, all those guys. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Make sure Kevin Brennan did not perform. No, he wanted to come on the year. show today too. I mean, we may have to have Kevin Brennan no. on. What's no, that? We don't, we don't How come? Him. No, I'm just kidding. I love Kevin. Uh, because I don't know. He was just heckling me on Twitter. Oh, I was he come heckling on. you? Um, How'd you get tangled in his web? Because um, I I posted a picture of the weather forecast in Pittsburgh and Erie when I was driving up mm-hmm. to Erie for Mother's Day, and it was it was 84 here and 44 up there. And I said, how is this even possible with these towns so close together? And he quote tweeted it and he said, I'll explain it to you when I call in on Monday. <laughs> so I told him that's fine as long as he pimps his Patreon. We can have him on. The donate. Guy, the Hashtag co- donate. The only comedian who wouldn't tweet in the entire world, now he won't stop. I was telling him forever, like, dude, you have to start tweeting. He's, he's addicted. Like, he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to oh, get so into it. So you're to blame. Yeah, I got ask him. I I got on his ass about it. And I'm like, you're not. I told him he would be so good on Twitter. I was so wrong about that. No, that was yeah, so. You wrong. really encouraged him. Uh... <laughs> you just need to coach him a little. <laughs> Mike, is the Mason Rudolph era about to be ushered in? Oh yeah, he's going to start the opener. Okay, I figured that as much. Uh, ben Ben might as well not even. Don't even show up. All right. How was the 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 Washington kid? Interesting. Yeah. He's a thick kid. Yeah. They were uh. You saw what you saw in Oklahoma State a couple times. You know. Yeah, down the field they go. That's, yeah. what, that's what Mike Tomlin was referencing when we had him on today, and uh, when we heard the clip, he said they they made a couple plays. They, yeah. That's what they do. Right. Did AB text him from Temple? AB <laughs> <laughs> bought a mansion in Fort Lauderdale that has a synagogue in it. Well, why wouldn't it? <laughs> Somebody brought this up. Is it like if if his house is attached to a synagogue, does that mean it's tax free? Because oh. now all of a sudden, huh. no, it makes a, a lot more sense. Unless it's his house as a rectory, maybe rectory. It was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knew as soon as they said, "Damn near killed him." Damn <laughs> near killed him. Killery. But it's not like he bought a mansion with a, a synagogue in it, and he plans to get rid of the synagogue. Like, oh, I'm going to turn it into a uh, a gym. Yeah, no, he's it's still going to be a synagogue. Well, is, but is he going to have a converting. mosque and a and a church? I don't is know if he, he has. A, look, trifecta. How do we know he's not Jewish? Holy Trinity? Antonio Brown? Yeah. Well, because he says call God. He's not Jewish. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't. Maybe he's converting. He might be. Who Who knows? But I think it was just because his agent, he was trying to get his agent and his lawyer to do all this stuff all the time. And they always, they were just sick of dealing with <laughs> we're him. And busy. They, we're busy. They were like, oh, we got to go to temple. Killed and he's like, two birds with one stone. Yeah. Now I got a temple here. But then he has to have a resident rabbi. I mean, think about that. Because you have to have a rabbi on call. Yeah, you, you can't do. just have a synagogue. Have to have a rabbi. Got to have staff. a rabbi ready to go there. Interesting dilemma for uh, Antonio Brown. All right, we're going to get out of here. Michelle's coming up next with the electric lunch at noon. Sorry we went late, but uh, Brett Ernst calling from California. You know, we had to we had to keep him on the line there for a little while because uh, you know 
He's Brett Ernst. He's Brett Ernst. We're kind of loud. Check out the Cobra Kai series. It's very fun. I, I got to. Michelle's up next. Getting Call it. in your uh, requests for the electric lunch at noon. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.